Hi, I'm Tom, your friendly neighborhood game master, and you're listening to the adventures of the Inglorious Bards. And we are back from last episode's cliffhanger. Our band of heroes scoured the city of Tallis for information about the stolen item, the Grey Ascent. They battled clockwork spiders, but in the end came up empty. Late at night, Olgrim was kidnapped and dragged off to a dungeon vault by cultists, where they demanded he hand over dangerous alchemical ingredients from his vault. Will Olgrim fight his way free, and will our heroes locate the Grey Ascent? The adventure begins. Our story's view begins past the spire that stretches thousands of feet to the night sky. The city races up from below as our view flies down over the homes of the nobility and the wealthy asleep for the night. A rider on a griffin flies past our view, riding away from the city on some important errand. We descend further toward shops and homes before we see a window ahead. Within the window, we see a dark study where a man puts down a fine tool next to a collection of gears and small blades. He reaches out towards a small spiral of gray energy with a flat top and gently touches it with his trembling hand and yet a small grin across his face. Our view races out from the study, across rooftops, through a bedroom, through a doorway, through a basement, through stone, through a sewer with a rat man sneaking up to the surface, through more rock, earth, and then smooth stone. We arrive in a chamber lit by a bright light facing a large iron door perched on a balcony. Behind us and beneath us, we hear the heavy breathing of something huge and wicked, not meant for this world, and not within our sight. From beyond the iron door ahead, we hear a cry of agony from a man being tortured, a man named Olgrim. Our view races through stone, through a basement filled with barrels of ale, into the main hall of the Middle Hawks Inn. Avius helps the innkeeper Nor to his feet. A black panther enters the inn and morphs back into the form of Puck, the goblin healer. Behind him, Elmon enters and shakes his head when Avius looks up for news about their friend. Nor says, Just sit me down in that big chair. I'll be all right. Easy! Easy! Uh, there, there. What, what happened here? What can you tell us? I was standing, cleaning up, getting ready to close the doors, when all of a sudden I felt everything just seize up. I couldn't move a muscle. I knew some foul magic was, was holding me. And then the next thing I know, wham, I got hit. Slammed by some sort of force to the ground. Got some sort of scarring on my left shoulder. And then I heard a fight. I heard that dwarf Olgrim fighting for his life and battling fighting for his life, for mine. I don't know. But then, he was gone. Then you came down the stairs, and here we are. This is, this is very worrisome. Uh, we need to find Grim. Uh, Puck, Elmon, what do you know? I don't know anything. I was, ch I was, I was chasing um, a guy on the rooftops. And he, he was, remember that guy from the caves? That laugh? Yes. He had that same laugh. 
He was very similar. Interesting. I didn't see anything. No, I left you a little bit behind. Sorry about that. <clears throat> well, these weren't your... Says Nor. These weren't your... Normal thieves, I'd certainly wager. Probably some of these death cults and chaos cults. What do you know about the death cult? Bad. Want to stay well clear of it. Most people don't try and get mixed up, but anyone could... Anyone could be part of them. Don't know really what they want. I I don't understand what they're here for. I don't understand why the commissar and his guards can't root them out. Can you describe maybe what they look like? Maybe we can uh, try and track some of them down? Well, normally they could look like any one of us, but when they gather, they supposedly cast dark spells and do terrible things. Eat people. Oh. Summon demons. Oh. Who knows what? And who knows how truthful any of that is? Oh. I do know if you go walking around with some sort of robe with any kind of magic symbols on it, you're likely to get questioned by the guards and locked away, that's for sure. Robes with magic symbols, okay. That's a start. I just don't know where uh, we should start. <clears throat> do you, uh, Mr. Elf, do you, can you track anything? Do you see, like, I don't, I don't know anything about tracking. I think you do, though. Uh, I could take a look, but I doubt we'll, we'll, we'll find a normal trail. Knowing Grim, there's got to be some blood somewhere. <laughs> Very true. Uh, Elmon will uh, basically motion for Avius and Puck to join them and go outside to attempt to um, maybe discern any clues or track, trail, um, scrape marks, you know, any dropped dwarven trinkets, I don't know. All right. Um, searching Dw- for... Dwarven droppings? <laughs> dwarven droppings. Uh, Elmon, <laughs> go ahead and make a survival roll for tracking. Let's do it at disadvantage and let's require an insanely high roll. Alright. Just a nine, unfortunately. You have no clue, no sense of trail. It's all dark city streets. You can see an initial ruckus. You're pretty sure they took him out back of this place. Um, There's knocked over garbage and uh, debris that's been pushed over and someone you can see some scuff marks but then once they get out into the the streets proper you immediately lose the trail this 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 is no good um we need to find somebody who maybe has some information about these cults we should go see uh jackmon the 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 person that healed malil when he departed, he said something about slaying cultists. Ah, oh, yes, yes! Wonderful idea, Elmon. I'm just smiling because his name Jackmon. This is just incorrect. <laughs> and he will not be pleased if he is called Jackmon. <laughs> uh, does, uh, can I take an insight roll to remember what his name actually is? Sure, go ahead. I'll let you do it. It's bad. What'd you roll? Uh, 
nine. You are confident Jack Mond Jack is the Mon priest's is. name. All right. Jack Hole. <laughs> Jack Holman. <laughs> well, uh, let's go find Jack Mond now. Why wait? <laughs> All right, it's late at night, but you guys still going to head uh, uptown to Old Town and go to the uh, temple there? Yes. All right. You do so. You have no problems getting there. Everyone stays well clear because you guys do not look happy. You look like you're ready to start some trouble uh, as you're Ooh. walking through town. <laughs> Everyone stays. There's like a little thief who kind of comes out, alleyway sees you, and just turns right back around <laughs> and walks away. Uh, you guys are really missing. We nab him friend. and question him. <laughs> <laughs> Arbitrary yeah. kidnapping as you go along. <laughs> you arrive at the temple and knock loudly upon the door. It, there's silence, there's no answer. It's closed at this late hour. You knock again, and finally the door creaks open and there's the young initiate who let you in the last time and he peeks in and he says, what is it? It we, is it's late. We need to see the priest again. What for? Who? What? What are you? I'm Puck. He does a little Lothian like cross type thing across his chest to ward himself away from goblin curses. Mm. It's a 50 starred pentagram. <laughs> it takes a while. <laughs> can, can we can we see the priest, please? Hold on, still working on it. Okay, there we go. He says, uh, priest Jamon is is sleeping. Well, we're looking for Jackmon. <laughs> well, there's no Jackmon here. It's priest Jamon. Perhaps it was Jamon. On second thought. Maybe a cousin? <laughs> there are no cousins here, uh, but this is this is not the hour for us to do any kind of services or, by the looks of you, some sort of removed disease or something that you adventurers kind of need? <laughs> it's, it's an urgent matter regarding one of our companions. It can't wait till morning. One of you may make, other than the goblin, may make a persuasion roll. <laughs> Who's it going to be? Avius. We'll be Avius. All right. What's your persuasion? Too late. He's rolling. 21. That's a natural 21. What's the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's the, what's the line that you've delivered there? Um, young, young lad. If you do uh, ever get to reach the age of, of myself, I I hope that you have the wisdom and experience um, that you'll need to survive. Uh, let me tell you, you don't have it right now. Please let us through. He says, there is wisdom in the elderly. You're right. Please come in. What is this urgent matter? He opens the door and lets you come in. And he takes you Avius by the hand and guide you to a seat carefully. Your hands are soft. <laughs> <laughs> he still is not dissuaded by your comments. He's he's close. Are you comfortable? Would you like a blanket? Oh no, no, I I have my robe. I'm fine. Um We need to see Jimon. We need information about uh, the cultists. One of them, or some of them, uh took our companion, our, our our dwarf friend, and we're afraid he may be in serious danger. All right, uh, please wait here. And he lets you stay in this little entryway foyer of the temple. 
you can see there's some larger seating areas and giant symbols, and it's rather elaborate, particularly this one in this part of town is rather nice. After about eight minutes or so, a evening-robed priest, Jamon, just a kind of a stocky fellow, somewhat friendly-ish, somewhat standoffish, and definitely has been awoken. And he strides in and says, Oh, uh, yes, what's all this about? Uh, we need your assistance. Um, we need to find where the... the we, we need to find the cultists. We, we think they have our friend. And we're worried about what might be happening. What kind of cultists are we talking about? Uh, what... Is it multiple choice? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he rakes out a flowchart and points with a stick to different cultist groups. I I can't answer that. I'm afraid um they use spells and they've taken our friends. That's Do they worship death? Do they worship chaos? I don't know. Well, that makes a difference. They're likely death priests. <clears throat> We've had a couple run-ins with them previously and they have we suspect abducted our our dwarf friend from the Middlehawks Inn. And where is this inn, Middlehawks? I give him it's a description. It's in uh, mid Midtown. Midtown. Well, I can tell you that I know of no death cults in Midtown. Not that I'm a, an expert on that. However, I am part of a group that is known to hunt down and cause trouble for those that follow the ways of chaos. And I do know of a few groups that gather in Midtown that fit that description. And if you think they have your friend for some reason, it might be them. Oh, it's certainly a start. We... Really have no idea here. You'd be our best hope. There is a shop, a seamstress. Her name is Ixlis. She's been known, according to some of our people, to harbor cult members of chaos. I would suggest you find her in Midtown. I would also suggest you show her no sympathy. She is known to not only harbor them, but the Lothian Church has brought charges against her of kidnapping as well. She has so far gotten away with it, but has continued to taunt the parents of the kidnapped victims. But if she has, if there's anyone with information about it in Midtown, it would be this witch of a woman. Thank you, Jamon. What can we tithe to your uh, temple as payment for the information? Is Lothian will always accept your gifts and points to some giant golden pot off to the side. And drop 39 gold in that puppy. Woo! 
He raised his little eyebrow. Yeah, you just watch his eyes. You, just, tink, tink, tink. you do one of the things where you roll it around the side. It just goes around and around and around. I, I just take like three handfuls and just like chuck them in. It's one of those things where you drop it in and you spin the plastic to get it to land, uh, to get a prize to like Acapulco or something like that. It's, it's a Plinko. <laughs> he says, uh, Lothian in the temple. Uh, thanks you. With, Thank you. With that donation and with your cause of which I still cannot confirm what you say is truthful or where your friend might be perhaps you could use some assistance oh yes yes please way too eager you have a party member (laughs) (laughs) well for now (laughs) he says excellent this is initiate Reswin pointing to the young man Oh, yes, the one with soft hands. He is in need of some experience out in the world, outside of these holy walls, and this sounds like it might be of value to him. Reswin, this would give you an opportunity to interact with the locals, to deal with those who swear lies, and I think you might do well to help the situation and perhaps them. Can can you fight, Reswin? We are fierce warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Try to keep up. Reswin holds a um a metal rod as his weapon and says, "Yeah, I've uh I've done some training in the past. Don't worry about me. I have Lothian on on my side." And he will guide us to victory. And he does. <laughs> <laughs> you get 10 steps out the temple, then bring him right back in dead on a stretcher. This won't work. This is not. <laughs> he says, yes, one moment. Let me, let me, let me go get my things and I'll prepare. Well, well, uh, and he excitedly races off. What thing? We don't need things. <laughs> Reswin. Yep, let him bring things. Maybe, maybe they'll be useful for us. Uh, very well. We need to go. About five minutes later, Reswin comes out. He's got a a chain shirt on, a helmet that's a little too big for him. And that's about it. Giant Lothian onk-like symbol around his chest. Subtle. (laughs) And he's ready to go. And as a matter of fact, he says, I'm ready to go. Let's let's go. Lothian be praised, he says, looking at each of you. Yeah, we need to tone that down for the time being, son. <laughs> he, he realizes this is not his normal crowd. <laughs> wow, not everyone is strong followers of Lothian. And the four of you boldly leave. As uh, Puck walks out, he uh, drops one gold into uh, the um, contribution box to make our... Round it out to 40 gold for the group. All right. Priest Jamon does not... I just needed a round number to write down, basically. He has the OCD. He's just just been bothering him the whole time. just been staring at the pit of gold. Priest Jamon uh, hears the gold clink in and turns around and nods back at you again, Elmon, for the second time. I acknowledge it. You guys leave the temple with a new party member. Yay. Um... Yeah, we start heading towards the seamstress. Reswin, take us. Where where is the seamstress? Oh, I most certainly do not know that. Uh, But let me pray upon it. 
No, no, and let's just walk. He kneels down and starts no, to do a prayer. Resmin, resmin. Pull him up off the ground. Let's oh, go. No, I must speak no. with my God. No. He will light the way. Oh. Just keep dragging him. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, he starts praying by like the second block of being dragged. But, but, but. He's getting a rude education tonight. <laughs> Might even get even ruder. You guys are walking around Midtown. You're back in your town. And start asking around. There's very few places open. There is a tavern open. And after a couple questions there and about eight silver, someone needs to spend yeah. in bribes. Uh, a surly uh, <clears throat> barkeep sends you in the right direction towards where a seamstress is. A crabby seamstress, as he describes her. Oh, what time is it? It is midnight. It is dark. Dark, dark, dark. Not raining. A little cool. And you guys walk through the slightly cramped streets. Not a lot of people out. And arrive at a store off the beaten path in a narrow street. And outside that store is a shingle, wooden shingle, and it hangs there with a picture of a, a tunic and a dress and a needle going through them. And this shop and probable home and all the other shops and homes are all dark, all down this road. Maybe there's like one light on some second story, three buildings down, so pretty quiet and empty. We need a plan. Uh, say we get inside, search the place, get our dwarf back. Well, he may be here, he may not. We we need to catch her by surprise, I think. I, I agree. Puck, uh, Elmon, you two are the more sneaky of the bunch. I? Yeah. I will wait here at the front door with, uh, with young Reswin. Uh, maybe you guys find another way and... Let's look. Um, <clears throat> we will, I will, uh... Y'all tag pot. along. Yeah, um... Puck tags along. Let's, uh, let's, let's do some climbing. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very well. I will uh, uh, go back into panther mode. Puck is morphing back into a panther. We now move to a dark room of stone, slightly damp floors. It is a very prison dungeonish room. In this room is Olgrim. Seated in a metal chair, you are dressed down to just your loincloth. Your legs are tied to the chair. Your arms are bound behind the chair. You are quite subdued. The room has a couple sets of manacles hanging from chains. There's a couple people in the room, but they're mostly behind you. You gather two or three are behind you. And a familiar face walks around to face you and it is the guy who you spoke with earlier at Middlehawks uh, who had asked you about the barrel, buying the barrel 
You see him standing there. He's a little gaunt looking, hair thin, and has just this unpleasant grin on his face as he leans, uh, kind of leans over. He's not too close. He doesn't know what still quite what you're capable of, but is kind of leaning over to look you eye to eye. And bitey. How, dwarf, did you know about the delivered on the Duke's castle? I've heard things, but that's all you're getting out of me. You will tell me more, yes? Oh, no. No matter what your friends behind me will do, I can take it. You work for some powerful group, yes? Who is it? Who do you work for? I don't know what you're talking about. You work for... for for knights? You work for... for the conciliators? You work for... How far away is he? Maybe four feet. Four feet? He's at a long spitting range. You'd be a disadvantage. (laughs) I will spit with disadvantage. (laughs) Why did I know? Uh, Make a spitting roll. I'm good at spitting. I think I'm proficient. Oh, really? I'm a spitter. Make a spitting roll. This will be a ranged attack, so you can add your dexterity and uh, proficiency. Dexterity and proficiency. I'm at disadvantage? Yes. <laughs> you hawk one up and arc it out. Uh, let's see. Let's add that. Let's say 12 with the bonuses. With a 12, you get him on the shoulder with a big splat. And it's it's mostly clear, but then there's like an egg yolky green center. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like I said, that's all you're getting from me. I try to, uh, Olgrim tries to hop the chair around to face the people behind him. <laughs> <laughs> the chair is bolted to the floor. Damn. This has been prepped for who knows whom. Uh, you are probably not the first. He is flustered by that. Steps back a little bit further. Does not lean down to your level. <laughs> you know where the, where the vault key is, yes? Where's the vault key? You will tell me, you will tell me everything about the key. There's no key. I don't know what you're talking about. He stands up and makes a little motion with his head. Oh yeah, here we go. (laughs) There's footsteps from behind and around you comes a cultist fellow. He is not robed, though, and he has a shirt with sleeves up. You can see he's got lots of self-inflicted scarring on it, some strange tattoos, including, like, this weird shark-type thing on, like, his right hand. Just just really (laughs) scary, sketchy-looking dude. And he walks over and uh, stands next to the your original guy talking to you. Uh, Olgrim looks at him and, Oh, and what's your name, then? Oh, you're pretty amongst all your friends here. Those are nice tattoos. 
He draws a sword, a nice long blade out from its sheath, and you see a light appear on the bottom of the sword and just quickly go up to the very top. And he grins and points the sword at your face and says, you're not going to like this, friend. No, I don't imagine so. And if I get up, I'll make sure you like it even less. You better start talking, because I'm going to start cutting. Stop your cabin and get on with it. He takes the sword uh, overhanded, so the pommel's in his uh, hand. He's got the blade pointed down. and It's not the most effective uh, tool, but he starts cutting uh, through your foot and making uh, some vivisections of your toe. <laughs> Back at... Midtown at night. <clears throat> Elmon and Puck the Panther, you guys were looking to do some climbing? Yeah, how uh, is this a multi-story building? It's a two-story building that it's like townhouses wedged up against a whole bunch of others. So there's like nine of them all in a row. Right. Very narrow street, another nine facing it. All right, uh, I'm going to try and get up to the the, the roofs okay. of the building. Uh, make a climbing roll. I'm going Athletics. to get up to Eat. the second level. You are? Yeah, because I have the climbing ability. Oh, that's With right. You're climbing yeah. speed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. Oh, sorry. Modified 20. Okay, nice. Uh, I'm assuming going back to Olgrim real quick uh, that uh, he is not able to parry. No. There's no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no toe parry. No, no toe parry. <laughs> Your toenails a shield value of plus two AC. No. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Puck, you scamper up with ease as the panther um, climbing up shingles off little wood overhangs. Elmon, you find it easier to climb up the buildings on the opposite side. Scamper up there, some weird drain pipe, get up to the top of there, and then easily leap over about a six-foot gap to the building that you want. And the two of you are now on the roof of this building. It's kind of a multi-tiered triangular drop, so it's not like a heavy snow Norwegian style, but it is a little bit hard to keep your footing on there. Um, But you are on the roof right now. Is there a trap door? There's no trap door. But there are windows uh, that you passed, that Puck, you certainly passed by uh, on the on the way there, and you can maybe lean over and have access to if you want. Yeah, are they, they're open? No. Um, yeah, so just kind of take a poke at a window or two and see what, like, just a glance, obviously stealthily, um, see if we can see anything and maybe try to... Uh, you know, depending what we see, get in one of those windows. Okay. Elmon, then you are laying on your belly, yep. leaning over, then stopping and catching all your arrows from falling out your quiver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shifting your quiver, you lean over and start touching on uh, different windows to see if, if any, looking in, see if there's any light or anyone there. While that's happening, yeah. Avius wants to ready a spell. Okay. Be ready for if... Ixlis. Ixlis. If Ixlis flees out the door where Avius is, he wants to cast Web. Web. 
web. All right, so if you see any weird woman, the unknown woman, leaving this building, leaving a web's building. coming out. Right. All right, which could be Ixlis' sister, Ixlax. Could be. Huh? <laughs> Re- Reswind, uh, stand behind me, please. Uh, this could be dangerous. Reswind gets in this big unnecessary combat stance and uh, does have a little shield too. I forgot to mention, has a little buckler style shield with a Lothian symbol on it and is like almost hiding behind it like it was a giant tower shield and looks a little nervous. Little nervous. Very, very good. Uh, yes, yes. Just stand there and do that. Good job. <laughs> Elmon, make a some sort of roll. Let's do about like a stealth roll, maybe. It's kind of a sneaky subterfuge type of a thing. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, 15. You poke and you look and you look. You poke at a window. Nothing happens. You kind of shimmy over. You start to lose a bit of your balance and then feel gentle panther teeth grabbing onto your ankle and helping you stay in place and a little hot panther breath cringe a little bit (laughs) (laughs) and then you look down you see pucks on the ground Uh, Um, (laughs) and glad he's got a soft mouth (laughs) the second window you still don't see any this is the last window of this building you still don't see anything it's just all dark but the window does come open a little bit a gentle creak You've got it halfway open. You stop, and there's no sound. Okay, I will um, pop my head back, give the thumbs up to to my panther companion, and slide into the, uh, through the open window. Okay. Uh, Puck, uh, Puck will follow. Both of you make an acrobatics roll with advantage, because it's kind of a weird rolling somersault into this window from the roof. I am 21. I'm on 21. And with advantage. Yeah. With <laughs> advantage. With advantage. Oh. Get two rolls. Thank God. <laughs> what did you roll? A five? I'll try and snatch him on the way down. I'm using your panther uh, stealth. Oh, the... Yeah, you had the stealth? What yeah. Oh, okay, so eight. Is that what I said, stealth? Yes. No, I said acrobatics. No, you said acrobatics. Yeah, acrobatics. Sorry, acrobatics. So it's dexterity, right? No, uh, does the panther have, the panther does not have acrobatics? No. Um, then don't, then I would, I don't know. What does it say on the panther? Does it have any stats there? Like yeah, it has like strength, dexterity. Yeah, dexterity, yeah. dexterity, dexterity. So six. Okay. So, Elmon, you grab onto the edge of the roof and do this quiet rolling a half pseudo flip through the window and gently land upon the windowsill. Take a step in, looking behind you, you don't see any movement. As you look up for Puck, you just hear, and like this panther just come flying by and shifting and a couple tiles go flying by. You wanted to reach out and grab onto some sort of cat? Yeah. Okay. You reach out, you grab onto panther tail as the panther comes flying by. Make a strength roll. Oh God. 19. And you hold tight. The panther suffers one point of tail pulling damage, (laughs) and you instinctively miss the bite you make at Elmon as he's holding on to you. But you're also grateful as you're hanging, (laughs) and you are able, uh, Elmon, you're able to pull and pull and help get the scampering panther up into this bedroom, although uh, more than a little bit of noise was made. Um. Once he's in, I kind of make a motion with my thumbs, 
that they're kind of handy to have. Um, <laughs> and take a look around. As you do, you see, you hear someone speak from within this room. What? What? And you hear someone shuffling. Uh, did it sound male or female? Sounded cronish. Cronish? Um, with my dark vision. Oh, that's right. Uh, what do I see? You see a crone. She is in the bed and is getting out and uh, kind of shuffling over towards a hooded lantern that has been completely closed off. She's about to open it up and see what's going on. Uh, can I, in the meantime, can I sneak closer to her? Yeah, it's get, it's... get as close as possible to her before she opens up the lantern. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you can quickly sprint over there, and it'll make some noise, but you'll be right there. Or do you want to sneak and... Yeah, I would rather, like, sneaking. Okay, that you may not get there in time with. So, so sneak, maybe, or just run right over there, and yes. All right. Um... And you're also on the other side of the, this big bed from her. And so there's places to hide there, or you can go back out the window somehow. You've got some options. You could just shoot this innocent person with your bow. You're kind of good at that. Yeah, whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you need. Play to your strengths. Uh, Nobody I've shot has been innocent. Um, For the record. Has not been proven innocent. (laughs) Exactly. Um, No, I'm just going to, I guess, uh, charge her and, and get a hold of her. So you're tackling this old woman. I'm not going to tackle her. I'm going to get up to her, and I am going to wrench her arm a little bit and get her <laughs> twisted um, so that, like, I'm basically getting her arm behind her and locking that in so that if she tries to, like, you know, fight or, you know, put up a struggle, I can just push up on the arm and, and, and just make it uncomfortable for her. All right. You have raced through... The room, she turns into panic in the darkness. The building, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're at, you're at Formon, the one <laughs> building over, looking up. Yeah. What are they doing? <laughs> it's it's built right next to the retirement center, which you actually. <laughs> Our mothers, oh, yeah. <laughs> she turns around to face the darkness, just sees this dark silhouette come right at her. You grab her, spin her around, push her against the table, almost knock the lantern over, but you don't, and get her arm behind her back. Ah! Ah! Um, Puck just saunters over with teeth barred. All right. Who are you? What's your name? Oh, don't, don't hurt me. I don't have any valuables. I'm just a poor, poor seamstress. What's Please. your name? Uh, my name is Ixlis. Uh, very good. Um, and I'm gonna... Twang. <laughs> <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you do that holding my arm? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna... Uh, let's go get our friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll turn back into Puck and go let in uh, Avius and Reswin. <laughs> just futilely trying to do the doorknob as a pair. <laughs> <laughs> Puck heads downstairs. You don't see anyone else here. It's just a really tight, narrow building. It's essentially this bedroom. Um, 
a place to crap in a hole that heads outside to a, some sort of hole sewer type thing, and then a downstairs area where there's bolts of cloth and those mannequins where they can attach things and sew stuff and that looks all spooky you almost roll initiative as soon as you walk past those things but then uh, you walk by and unlock the door and speaking of rolling initiative uh initiate reswin just goes ah as the door opens up and a goblin hooded goblin stands within and as they're downstairs i'm gonna go ahead and have a little chat with exilus <laughs> um explaining <clears throat> Exodus, my friends are going to come up and we're going to ask you some questions. And um, they're the nice ones. <clears throat> I, I, I've been told I lack a little empathy. Um, <clears throat> if you don't answer the questions and we don't get the information we need, it's not going to go well. What? <laughs> At all. She's looking for her ear horn. <laughs> <laughs> so a little pre-intimidation. Oh, right. She kind of prepping her. And I'm watching her hands, things like that, right. you know, kind of maybe she's a spellcaster sort of thing. And the first hint that she is even gonna like like twiddling her fingers, uh, her head's going up against the wall. Okay. Uh, and it, not too hard, but hard enough to disrupt a uh, spellcaster. Make an insight roll, please. Ten. Ten. You're not noticing anything about spellcasting, but you do notice with a ten that she isn't in a panic that you would normally expect. That she's mm. not like shaking because you are a robber or murderer as far as a normal person would expect. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of waiting for the next, what the next moment's going to be, as though this is not unfamiliar territory. Right. Just a little, little, little odd for a normal person. Head against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that was a twitch that counts. <laughs> Puck, Avius, and the amazing initiate Reswin make your way through these mannequins, yeah. bolts of cloth, step over her miss, rug of her miss. shop. She's got maybe a little lockbox there if you're interested in. Uh, robbing this poor woman, uh, and then up the stairs, Puck, you're taking them? Yeah, um, Mr. Wizard, we we probably should get up there. I'm not sure if leaving the elf alone with her was the best idea. Okay, well, let's go, Reswin. Uh, come <laughs> <You>. with us. <laughs> the four of you are in her bedroom, and it's pretty cramped in there. Hey, Reswin, it's a little tight. Why don't you uh, uh, take a look around, see if you can find any clues. Just try and try and keep it down. Yes, and I'll pray for clues. Escort him outside the door and close <laughs> it after him. Okay. <laughs> the door is closed. The three of you, Elmon, Avius, and the woman are standing there. You've got her pinned, and then Puck, you're just kind of bouncing up on her bed because there's not enough room for you, everyone. Perfect. So... Uh, your name is what again? I'm I'm Ixlis. Ixlis. Well, uh, what do you want? We want your assistance, and um, you would be uh, better off to cooperate with us. Whatever you want, you can have. Very good. We want you to take us uh, to the cultists. The w- <laughs> The, the what? The cultists. I'd have the foggiest idea. 
she gets smacked upside the head. All right. I just want some pudding. (laughs) That's my line. Avia sheds a tear of empathy. (laughs) Your favorite enemy is geriatrics. (laughs) (laughs) He gets plus two to smacking the elderly. We we've heard. She's now wounded. You do more damage on the next smack. (laughs) (laughs) It just gets worse from here. Hunter's mark. (laughs) Now run. We've heard that you have dealings with uh, some chaos cultists, and some cultists took our friend a little bit ago, and we're going to find them, and you're going to help us. If anyone deals in cultists, it would be a hooded monster like you. Ah! Smack again. Exlus, how how about this? Um, Let's go to the Lothian Temple and um, maybe... We can just drop you off there if you don't want to help us. I have have no need to go to church tonight. Well, it's not your choice. And why why is it your... Why are you hurting me? Wrench your arm. Ah! That's my seeming arm, seamstressing. I like that arm. Ah! People are listening to this in their cars. Ah, that's all they're hearing. Rolling up their windows. <laughs> Turn down the radio. Mom's like, what is that up there? It's nothing, Mom. Nothing, Mom. Ah! I'm just we- listening to a podcast. Ixlus, we brought a great Lothian priest with us. Do not make us bring him in. You hear something break downstairs. <laughs> he makes us look very nice. Some bowl just keeps rattling on the floor. <laughs> He's destroying your place as we speak. <clears throat> Whoever has smacked her the most, which I believe is Elmon by 100%, may, <laughs> may make an intimidation roll and gain advantage. She's a uh, 10. You get a, a little bit out of her in the form of uh, blood. <laughs> All of you can just die as far as I'm concerned. And she spits at the ground since she can't get at you, Elmon. Um. Okay. It's not going to go well for her. Um, Trip her up and basically put her down on the ground on top of her spit. Okay. Um, And just like Ah! weight on her neck, like holding onto her arm, putting a lot of weight Ah. on on her neck. (laughs) Hey, don't make it weird, lady. (laughs) You've got her pinned uh, painfully to the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Avius walks over and kneels down. Um, dear Exlis, uh, if you do not uh, tell us or show us where to find the cultists that you know of, we will take you to the Lothian Temple and they will do what it is they do with the... If she doesn't tell us, she dies here. 
Oh dear. Exless, you've uh, heard the elf. Can I lean down oh. and like whisper to her and I will enjoy doing it? <clears throat> she responds. If you hurt me, they'll hunt you down and kill you, kill you all. Ow! Well, maybe that's the trap that we need to lay then. Are you willing to sacrifice yourself? You may make a an intimidation, Avius. Good luck. Fifteen. I ruled her resistance. All right. All right. Do you want to die at their hands? Fine by me. Let let me up. Let me up. I pull her up. Ah! <laughs> All right, back down again. <laughs> down, downstairs. Uh, and? And I'll shoot you. Mm. Very good. Um, Puck, maybe you she should... She tries to spit on you again, but her, like her mouth dries. She's doing that old man. It... Walk her downstairs. Avia, uh, no, I'm Avia. Uh, Puck, lead the way. And you say that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He forgets sometimes. Uh, Puck, Puck leads, leads the group downstairs. Puck, normal Puck form. You head downstairs, followed by Elmon with uh, Ixlis. Yeah, she's still corralled. And uh, Avia, you bring up the rear. You go down the rickety wooden steps. Reslin brings up. Reswind is already downstairs. Ah, yes, yes, yes. He's been I didn't want him to witness recon- what we were going to do there. You get halfway down the stairs, and she starts yelling, Help! Help me! Someone help! I will cuff her All right. mouth very quickly. You've got her cuff. <clears throat> I just give her this, like, 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 look, like, did you really just do that? Are you, are you for real right now? She uh, grins and then tries to bite your hand, but just ends up gumming it. Oh. <laughs> all right, I start. Go upstairs, get my teeth. Uh, I start walking her back upstairs. Oh, all right. <laughs> what? She tries to resist and tries to kick, but you easily outpower her. And you right. get her back upstairs to the bedroom. Yep. Is everything all right up there? I'm still searching, says Reswin down below. Everything's good. I do not go back upstairs. I go downstairs with Reswin. Okay. What are you doing with Reswin? Not, I'm nothing with him, but I want to look for like a secret passage or like a somewhere where she was leads. She was going to lead us. Oh, uh, make an investigation roll. And gain advantage. Reswin has already uh, knocked out some spots that are totally <laughs> clean. Uh, 18. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> You go over to a cabinet. No, I've I've checked there. You go over to a side door. No, that's just storage. You go. He's just pointing out all the different. No, don't go there. And then you just warmer. <laughs> he just keeps showing all the spots he he's already checked as you go towards them. And finally, you just stop and look at him. And he says yes. And you look down at the ground. And he says what? 
and then you kind of push him aside and pull back this giant rug he's standing on, and you see there is a wooden trap door underneath the rug. I'm not going to open it, but I will stay downstairs okay. and wait for my companions. Back up in the bedroom, Elmon, you have her there. Um, Are there any sharp objects yes. around? Any, any needles? There's the lamp. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, the lamp. That's a good idea. I like that. There's a lantern there. She has some sewing, large sewing needles there. Uh, Elman, uh, what, are, what are you doing? Interrogating. Uh, she said access. to go downstairs. That's. That uh, was just a ploy to get us downstairs where she could. Could what? She could yell and maybe get help. Why, well, she could yell from anywhere, it seems. She's shaking her head now with the hand over her mouth. Be like, was there something downstairs that we should know about, Exus? She blinks a couple times, shakes her head yes, affirmative a couple times, gums at your palm a couple times. Give a little slap on the way out. All right. I will release uh, my hand from her mouth. <clears throat> I'm, I'm heading back downstairs. Uh, I, I believe that's where we need to go. Indeed, I'll be down momentarily. I'm Your just hands gonna, just covered uh, in spit. I'm just going to put her to bed. Uh, we we, would, we should like to keep her alive, please, Elmon. Pass? <laughs> uh, if, she, if, she, if she's telling us what we need to know now, she could be valuable for more information. Uh, hard pass? She's not going to cooperate beyond what we have here. Our our objective is to get the dwarf back. Nothing else matters. Uh, this could be just the first step of many. Uh, don't be hasty. I'll see you downstairs. I'm not leaving without you and Ixlis. I'm going to go, uh, Puck's going to go back upstairs now. All right, you go upstairs. You see Avius has put his foot down. <laughs> Gently. <laughs> Did you find anything? Yeah, there's a there's a door leading down. Then we really don't need her anymore. Let's not do murder right now. We could tie her up in in the <laughs> bed, and we could even leave uh the mighty Reswin to 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 keep an eye on her. That's not a good idea in any way. None of that is. Leaving her alive puts us and. Olgrim in danger. I propose we gag her, tie her hands, and let Reswin um, escort her with us as we attempt to find Grim. We don't know what's down there. It might be nothing. If it's nothing and we and we let you murder her, we're, we're back to square one. You can put a blade through her at any point, but you cannot reverse that if you do it now. And I'm just afraid we might need more information from her. At least not until the cleric hits level 12. Exactly. Um, all right, very well. Um, begrudgingly, Elmon will bind her. Okay. Um... <clears throat> hands behind her back 
um, mouth gag, um, and then her arms furthermore bound to her, like, like chest. yeah, binding to her chest and a- abdomen so she can't really raise her arms or do much of anything. <clears throat> okay, you have done so. It's taken a bit, but there is no one responding to her cry for help earlier. Reswin, your first task is... You're all downstairs now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your task is to keep her with us, keep her quiet, and keep her moving along. Oh, we are bringing the switch? My visions from Lothian did not show this. Wait, Practice what? some of those visions, and maybe next time. Um, yes, she's Let coming Let me pray upon us. this and find the best course. No. He kneels down and begins to Reswin, pray. get up. <laughs> He's done. <laughs> I whack him with his <laughs> Ah! He stands up. <laughs> you are Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, Jimon sent you with us in order for you to learn what we can teach you. Now is the time to listen to what we say. Of course. Very well. Shall we head down this door? Yeah. And while while they're paying attention to the door, and I will whisper very quietly into Exilus's ear, uh, one wrong move, and you know I will kill you. (laughs) She does not respond or move at all from that. And essentially you've got initiate Reswin holding on to her. He's in charge of her kind of in the middle of the group or something like that. What's your marching order, if we will, if you will? I think you should still be first. Buck. Yeah. Buck will go first. Gets a little more complicated with that Olgrim up front. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm way up front. <laughs> Elman, um, you or I? <clears throat> you go second. Uh, very well. Uh, Puck. I'll be last. I will be behind you. All right. You open up this creaky trap door. Uh, not uh, pulling out my bow, getting it ready. Arrow knocked, ready to go. You can <clears throat> see there is a flickering light. Stairs that go down and a flickering light at a small little basement. My web still, my web still ready. No. That kind of- no. But it, you didn't, I'm going to say you won't. You haven't cast it, though, so. And you guys start to head down this stairwell. Puck, do you have any spells that are yeah. beneficial for a period of time? Yep. I uh, Puck will uh, cast uh, pal- Pass Without Trace, which is um, uh, yeah. plus 10 bonus to dexterity checks. And good God. Yeah, it's crazy powerful. And that's a concentration. Uh-huh. All right, everyone's got that. So does that, is that then plus 10 to all stealth? Yeah. Is that, so, so why do you even look at your sheet? <laughs> well, because. <laughs> Just roll a die, hope for, don't get a one. I have a plus four for dex already, and it's plus 10, then I still have my, my proficiency plus the plus 10. It's right? whatever it says for stealth, that's what you're rolling. Yeah. Adding that plus 10. Just your, just your stealth check. The bold number next to stealth. Anything other than a one, I'll be good. Okay. Sounds great. (laughs) How long has it been since our last encounter? 
like with the spider clockwork things. That was earlier this afternoon, morning. Eight hours? Short rest. You yeah. guys have not done... Uh, we haven't yeah. done any rest, but eight no. hours-ish? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Puck. Hold, hold still. That'll still okay. last on me. Um, and I cast Earth Armor on Puck. <laughs> so your AC is 13 plus your dexterity, or dexterity modifier now. Okay, cool. Initiate Reswin says, Stand still, you fiendish witch. And he lets go of her for a moment and holds on to his holy symbol and magical energy starts to emanate this white energy and he touches Avius on the shoulder. He touches Elmon on the shoulder. He hesitantly touches Puck the Goblin on the shoulder, like with just a couple <laughs> fingers. And each of you are blessed with the spell of aid. You have your maximum hit points increased by five, current and maximum. For the next eight hours, by the way. So current Please. goes up by five. Yep. And yep. He says, "May the may the power of Lothian protect us all, or or you three. I didn't nice cast job. it on myself. <laughs> Thank you, Reswin. He nods, <clears throat> grabs hold of her, and you guys head down. <clears throat> In this dungeon cell, the man with the scarred arms and sword stands up from his work and drops a section of your tendon, Olgrim, across your lap. Bloody chunk. Ew. He slaps you upside the face with his bloody hand to wake you up out of unconsciousness. There is tremendous pain. You do not want to look down at your left foot at all. You know it's just a nightmare down there. Are you ready to talk now? I'm ready to bite you. Come on. You hear footsteps from behind. In comes the thin-haired man you spoke to earlier, and he escorts a man dressed similar to you, wearing nothing but a loincloth. This man does not appear to be a prisoner, though. He's nodding solemnly and in some small chat with the, your initial interrogator. And the two of them walk uh, in front of you about 20, 25 feet away. And this mostly naked man raises his arms up and the interrogator binds him front to manacles that are hanging from the ceiling. And the chains on the manacles hang from the ceiling pull taut a little bit and you hear them moving through some sort of hidden slots in the ceiling, but they hold tight. So now this guy is about 25 feet away from you, facing you, um, and mumbling some sort of weird prayerish type thing over and over again. The thin-haired fellow walks over and uh, pushes the scarred man out of the way. And the thin-haired fellow says, Where is the vault key? You will tell me. Yes? None of these dark magics will fall in your hands. And I've still got a good leg. He reaches into his pouch and pulls out a small, tiny, tiny little bag. Little black leatherish bag. And he opens it up and says, This is howlet dust. Quite, 
quite potent, yes? And he steps away from you and walks over across the room to the guy who's hung up, puts a hand upon his shoulder, and then puts the dust up to the man's nose, little pouch thing, the man inhales deeply. And then he starts just choking. (coughs) And the interrogator guy walks back over. Quite valuable, and yet you have taken a whole barrel from us, yes. That is that is ours, not yours. You will tell me where the vault key is. The man then cries out, ah! Ah! and crazy, horrible little boils start appearing on his skin. The uh, interrogator has the pouch close to you, but doesn't get it. Uh, next to your face. The man continues to scream out. Boils are appearing across his chest. Some of them pop. It's happening fast and violently. He's jerking around violently on the chains uh, about 25 feet away. The uh, powder in question, the bag that he's holding? Yeah. Fairly close? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I I will try to knock it free from him and uh, have it scatter as best as possible. All right, make a... The idea yeah. here is that the scattering uh, doesn't go away from everybody, but goes towards everybody, okay. that kind of thing. Make a um, roll. Let's do a <clears throat> unarmed combat. So let's do a strength roll with proficiency. Oh, strength roll? Yeah. Okay. Um, with proficiency. So it's like an unarmed attack. And do it with disadvantage, though, because all you have is your head. Yeah. You lunge futilely with your head. Uh, let's see, with that, and that's my modifier, and efficiency. That's uh, 13. 13, you are able to knock the small little pouch loose, but it doesn't scatter everything. It gets knocked loose and tumbles away. The thin-haired man quickly turns around and runs to grab it, and then gets a little too close to this chain dude and then snatches up his pouch and then quickly backs away. So it did not have the effect you're looking for, but it did startle this guy. Uh, you feel man, your own magics, do you? The man, <laughs> the man who's chained, his, he's jerking around violently. His right, his head touches his right shoulder and his cheek melds with his shoulder. The flesh starts mm. to connect together. And he pulls on his chains in anger and in agony. You see his arms start, the boils start to harden. And the joint of his arm, the bending of the elbow is gone. And now it's just kind of this curved arm type thing as he's pulling on the chains. And he just looks like this horrific, nasty, mutated mess. Not similar, but not entirely dissimilar from the terrible things you found hiding in the boat um, when you first went aboard the Deuce Castle. Okay. In that vein, but not the same. Okay. This guy looks much more um, lithe than the other ones did, Okay, if you will. And just screaming and pulling and pulling. The thin-haired man gives you a scowl, pulls the little... Um, straps on his pouch tight, tucks it the pouch away, and walks over to the side, just in your periphery of view as you turn your head. 
There is a device inset in the stone wall. It's uh, like a, maybe like one of those vertical ship wheel type things you can tie things to or something like that. It's like a column of wood about four feet tall. It's got different little sticks of wood sticking out of it. And there's a whole bunch of chains wrapped around it. Like a rack wheel. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he, he says to you from across the room, you will tell me everything about the vault and the key and your associates. And I will make this terrible end for you. Not so violent. And he flips some lever on the device and it drops down and just starts going chink, 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 rotating slowly. Chink, 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 chink. Once it rotates a certain degree, about nine inches of chain suddenly go zink and snap off of it, go flying through the wall, through the ceiling. And this thing that's now attached to the manacles gets nine inches more movement within this room lunges nine inches closer to you and just screaming in agony. And then that little device off in the wall just keeps going. Ching, 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 ching. <laughs> and he, the frailed hair man walks behind you and says to someone, uh, the, probably the, uh, the armed, uh, sword scarred guy, get all you can. And if he tells the truth and speaks the truth, you may kill him and save him from this fate. Yes. And he finally gets an answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't tell him that. <laughs> Walking down the stairs. <laughs> Who was lead? Puck was in the lead. Oh, yeah. The goblin. Spear in hand. You can see a... Where was this heading? Yeah, um... You can see as you walk down the stairs, a storage room is down here. There is a torch that's flickering, which is already odd since everyone's been off to sleep for the night in this whole neighborhood. And as you go down the stairs, you see there is a table and a um, some metal plaques that are on top of this table. And there is a side door out of the storage room that hasn't been used by her too much. There's some old cloth and crappy stuff down here and some old mannequins. But there's a side door that's got a leather curtain. And the door open, uh, the door, the, the little curtain parts. And a guy wearing a robe with symbols on the lapel pokes his head through and says, What's going on? And sees you there, Puck, just you, at the bottom of the steps. Um, I'm gonna charge him with my spear. All right, you charge across the room. <laughs> this is why goblins are so untrustworthy. <laughs> uh, he's totally caught unaware. You may make an attack against, Wah! and he starts to use the leather curtain as a shield, but you come right at him, make an attack. 19. Is a strike. What's your damage? Six. Six points of damage. You stab him really well right through the thigh, and it's and that's followed up very quickly by an arrow streaking in oh, at him. All right, uh, and I'm gonna give him a shot first, though. He uh, he actually has your spear caught in his thigh. Is a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you view it. 
He is able to whip out his scimitar and slash back at you, Puck, with a 15. Oh, that, that just hits. And slices you for four points of slashing damage. And then Elmon, you were the next one in the line. Yes. Then you take just a couple steps well, down. No, actually, Avius was next. Avius, what do you I'm want? I'm actually to do? in the rear. Then hold on. <laughs> Wait, you're where? <laughs> Avius, you see Puck has run across the room, has stabbed his spear through this leather curtain, and someone's screaming, and a sword's coming around the side of the curtain. All right. Um, <clears throat> I will do. I will do. Firebolt. Ah, Puck! Watch out, duck! Or not. <laughs> He's always ducking. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I heard. Good idea to have you in the lead. <laughs> shoot right over you. <laughs> Before you. You can roll. shoot over the dwarf as well! <laughs> Before you roll. Uh, he has some cover. It's hard to see exactly where he's at. Um, you, you can have the general idea. All right, I'm modifying his armor class. Got it. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Firebolt shoots out. Thing for 11. 11. The fire impacts the leather curtain, but does not go through. Is it? Is it burning? It is not even burning oh. this time. Sorry, it was just a, not a, not a strong hit. It is a new round. Initiate Reswin has pushed the witch in and has knocked her down to the floor and is boldly standing over her with shield and rod in hand, but not actively moving towards combat. And Puck, you may go first again. You've got this drape, leather drape right in front of you that's been pierced by your spear. You've lost hold of your spear and the spear is moving around because it's attached through this guy's leg on the other side. Fire's just spattered up against this and you hear the elf behind you, get out of the way! Um, I'm going to, um, um, you have five seconds. Cast frostbite. Okay. Which is, uh, he needs to make a constitution, constitution save. save. That is a six. He fails. He fails. What's the damage? Four damage. And he has uh, disadvantage on his next attack. The spear changes angle to be pointed straight up. The handle's now pointed straight up as he slumps down dead. Whoa. Elmon, nice. you yeah, Elmon, you stand in the doorway with your arrow ready to go, and you just see the guy collapse on the other side. Uh, Puck wrenches his spear free, and uh, it's not as heroic as you make it sound. They gotta get your leg in there and leverage. Oh yeah, no, and it's it's his leg is coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, it comes <laughs> off. There's like a wedge of chicken meat on the side of it. And then uh, loot him. See if he has any goodies. Oh, all right. You start patting him down. He has 17 silver coins of his personal money. And it's 10 to 1 for gold, by the way. Yeah. Um, let me check. You have a dagger on him? Yeah, he absolutely does. Oh, oh I had an extra that. dagger. Eh, I'll take this one. It's not one I would recommend showing around town. <laughs> oh, no. It's just going to be used to stab, stab an old lady with. It's fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we yeah, have that. Still not a weapon. You want to as long as we have that clear. Uh, okay. And behind him, 
uh, is a small room, and uh, that's what I was looking for. Where did it go? There we go. Uh, behind him is a small room that has a couple chairs where he was relaxing. He's got a book that he was reading to keep himself entertained. It just seems like some strange, trashy novel that's not relevant in any way. And there is a hole, a shaft, black shaft next to this small room, almost as big as the small room. It's maybe a six by six shaft, um, shaft. just drops straight down of stone. Is there a rope or anything to climb down? There is not a rope, but you can see there is a metal section of metal track that runs on the far wall all the way down, and it descends a good 50, 60 feet down. Does not descend into darkness. As you look down at the very bottom, you can see that down there is some other small room or passageway because there's torchlight that spills gently in from down below. And there is, over Puck's head that he didn't see, was a small lever as well. How about one of you tall guys uh, pull that lever? <clears throat> okay. Avius steps up, uh, looks around, looks up, looks down. Uh, stand back, little Puck. And pulls the lever. You pull the lever. You hear from down below a chunk, and then white steam come firing up this strip of metal on the far side of the shaft, just all the way up to you. You stand back as a little blast of steam uh, hits uh, up top, and then you can hear a mechanical chink, 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 chink sound getting louder and louder from below. Reswind is there. And looking nervous, but still has the seamstress in hand. Good job, Reswin. Um, now that the um, steam has dissipated, I'm going to look down the shaft to see if anything's visible is happening. You can see... And look up, too, to make sure I'm not going to, you know, see sure. what's going on. Looking up, there's just a stone right above you. Looking down, you can see with your uh, dark vision a metal platform rising up. Some sort of dumb waiter. Climbing and climbing. Speaking of, Reswin, um, bring Ixlis here with us. I think she should continue uh, her journey as far as we go. Is there a fair amount of noise with this thing yep. coming up? Mm -hmm. Okay. I will temporarily remove the um, uh, gag off of Ixlis's mouth. Tell us what's down there. She uh, responds with another scream. She, they're coming! Someone's coming! Well, she gets, they're coming out, <laughs> a punch in the face, oh. and then um, the gag put back on. Make a punch in the face roll. Just <laughs> a generic D20 punch in the face. 14. 14 is a big hit. She is dazed and stunned. She stops squawking immediately. The steam finally stopped. And a six foot by six foot metal plate has arrived at floor level. Let's go get our dwarf. Who's ready for adventure? <laughs> <laughs> 
Meanwhile, in another town. All right, right, we step on the platform. You step in. It is pretty tight with the three of you. Initiate Reswin makes it very tight and then pushing in. No room for Ixlis. (laughs) Uh, Ixlis is really tight. She does not smell good and it's really cramped. There's no room to move or draw any weapons. I like bring her in real close to (laughs) me. So like, I'm, I'm like right there with her. All right. Uh, and I'm just giving her this uh, kind of hungry look, if you will. Make intimidation roll uh, with advantage for sure. Uh, be an 18. She is now starting to react with a little bit of a tremble. A little bit of this is getting real. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's taking you very seriously now. Avius <laughs> prepares web again, or readies web so that get down to the bottom if they see... Anyone. Anyone at all. Anyone. Poor Olgrim's right there. It's a web. <laughs> uh, if they see anyone other unfamiliar. than Olgrim. Okay. <laughs> unfamiliar. Olgrim might be a bystander. We'll see. All right. Uh, and then and you are all just standing there. Also, I am prepared to push Exilus in front of uh, anything but a web um, okay. that happens to be there. Um, also, just like, you know, if. We get down there and there's... Human shield. Yeah, exactly right. Okay. You're you're all just standing there. Is it going down? No. Pull oh. the lever again? Uh, here. You reach out, you hit the lever, and steam blasts you all upside the head. <laughs> it's a trap. It <laughs> yeah. just flips down and you all go down. No, steam blasts you all in the face as the steam travels down the track. You hear a chunk, and you all nervously hold each other, squeeze each other a little tighter, and then... Especially Exus. Yeah, the whole thing starts to uh, uncomfortably tick and uh, go down, 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 down. As you descend the 50, 60 feet down, deeper underneath the city. You go 30 feet or so, and you notice, who would notice that? Puck, you were closest to the ground of the lift. Oh, yeah. You notice something odd uh, in one of the walls. It's a little slit, little opening. And it gets near your ankles, and you're the first to see it at eye level, and you can duck down. And you see there is, it's a little window type slit. Imagine like you would like a speakeasy door or a prison door type thing, it's a little slit. It's right there in this solid stone wall, and you see beyond it is a prison cell type room. And there is a shirtless man who runs up to this hole in the wall. His room looks completely different stone than anything else you've seen so far. He runs up to the wall and has a wild look in his eyes, and you just see his face right up against that little slit as you guys just descend nearby. Ooh, you are filled with purpose! And you just keep descending, and then you descend past his view. Time for killing is at end. It's kind of weird and haunting because you get the the sinking suspicion that where he's at is nowhere where you're headed. That's some other dungeon complex underneath the city that is not connected to where you're at. Then, you have arrived at the bottom. There's a small lever here, which Puck grabs and pulls. No. Um, <laughs> there's a small lever here, and then there's a small corridor with a torch in it and a room with an open door just beyond it and you can see some 
wooden shelving and a table, but no movement or no people in that room. It's about 40 feet down. Is it like a corridor? Yeah, small a small corridor, okay. about 40 feet down, and you can just see a part of a small room with some wooden furniture in it. Also lit that small room. So there's a sense that it's it, it leads to more things. It's not just like a dead end, from what we can tell. What does? That this, what we're looking at, this 40, the 40 foot. feet down the hall into the room, it's, it's, it's more than just... Yeah, you've come to the end of the lift. I want to make yep. sure that's clear. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end of this lift is a corridor that goes 40 feet, and then there's a room that it ends in. And that porthole, would it be big enough to get through? No. Okay. And that was 30 feet up. Puck starts starts creeping down the corridor. Okay. You're being stealthy? Well, we still have the my, my spell up, right? Yeah. yeah. So that adds yeah. to your stealth if you're trying mm-hmm. to be... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not making... Oh, trying yeah. not to make noise. And as, as I'm waiting for the group to file out, I look over at Exilus and I ask her, <clears throat> is this going to lead us to what we just saw? Yes or no? She shrugs. <laughs> she shrugs. <laughs> Puck. All right. Make a stealth roll. Sixteen. With your plus ten? Yes. All right. Puck's just lollygagging around up front, taking the lead, not taking things too seriously. He's covered by the spell. He's just excited to be in the lead. Yeah. Just killed somebody with yeah, a spear. He's, he's got a he's like, kill. I know. You're keeping yeah. track of that. You're doing oh, marks yeah. on uh-huh. the spear. Yes, sir. And you walk down the corridor and come to this room and peek your head in. Thankfully, you're not carrying a light like you normally do because the whole area is lit up. So there's doesn't affect your stealth that way. As you walk into this room and next, not too far behind is Avius, then the hostage with... Uh, Reswin and then Elmon bring up the rear, just right. making sure I got it. Okay. Uh, when you get to this room, Puck, you see it is a section, it, it's section of like uh, locker type things, maybe in like a football like uh, room. What the hell do you call that? Locker, locker fo- room. Thank you. Locker room. But it's made of wood, so it's not like modern, but it's wood type things. There's pegs in there where you can see uh, different sets of clothes that are hanging from them there are uh was there a yeah that's what you see a whole bunch of pegs with belongings on there there is also a nether hallway that leads out from this small room just a single exit other than the way we came correct also the roof is unusually low Puck, it's still vaulted as far as you're concerned, but it's unusually low. The rest of you, it's maybe like to the normal 10 foot or whatever it is. It's like eight and a half. It just has a slightly cramped, cramped feeling. And uh, Puck, you may also make a perception roll. Nine. And it has a funky smell that you can't quite identify. Okay. All right. Before we leave that room, uh, Miss Mr. Elf, maybe grab one of those robes in case we need a disguise later. Sure. No. 
I guess. I would do it if I could, but I don't Crumple think, up. I don't think uh, the little three-foot uh, goblin's <laughs> no. going to be able to. There's no robes here. Himself. Oh, I thought you said there was stuff hanging. There's clothes hanging. Oh, just clothes, here. not robes. Okay, never mind. There are Sorry. pants and so this tunics is, this, is, and this is basically a cultist changing room, and they're all... <clears throat> I should oh, I like, like to... Do I look fat in this? Yeah. Uh, Avius wants to kind of just look quickly through the clothes to see if there's anything that might give away ID. identities. Not, not ID, but like, you know, a seal or, you know, mm. things that could give away identities of... Make an people. investigation roll. Twenty-three. Whoa! You do not see anything at all that reveals identities of seals or any unusual garments. These are everyday normal clothes, but you do find several odd uh, items. You see a bunch of shoes, and then there's also a satchel, and a quick flip of that little leather top of the satchel, you see there are 20 gold coins, mm. a crumpled paper with some writing on it, and your foot also kicks a small locked box. I... Take the paper. I take the coins. Is the, how small is the small locked box? It's like a small jewelry box. Can I fit it in one of my pockets? Yes. Then I take that as well. All right. You do so. What else would you guys like to do? Oh, there's also a couple of wash basins here with water and clean towels nearby that no one has used. They're all looking very pristine. Oh, take a bath. Puck spits into one of them. Okay. <laughs> Just because. The only time I could waterboard somebody. You've spiked, mm. you've spiked <laughs> the basins. All right, what's the plan? Uh, let's keep 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 trucking along. All right. Elmon, um, what if we have uh, Ixlis here uh, be in front? Perhaps. He's gonna try something tricky when it when when, when it comes to meeting whoever or whatever we're, we're we're gonna meet if there's anything going on. She's bound tightly, yes. Yes. Do you think she could break free? I wouldn't say she could break free, but she could certainly delay our response. Which is fine. She can go in front. I think she should go in front. There. Very well, says Initiate Reswin, and he takes the lead, pushing her in front. So he, he's now Exus, using her as his shield. Anything you'd like to add at this point? She gives you a icy glare, but says nothing. You sure? Nothing? Is she, she's stepping only on the white tiles. <laughs> <laughs> Is she gagged or anything like she's that? Gagged. Oh, yeah, she's gagged. Yeah, oh. and she says nothing and just glares at you. Mm-hmm. And he now takes the lead with uh, her. And I will follow, I will be second, if that's okay. I'll Just go, behind them. I'll go next. And then Puck will go next. Bring up the rear. You stealthily, with the aid of Puck's magic, enter a large chamber at the end of this small hall. There's a large chamber. At the far side of this chamber is a very large door 
that takes up almost the entire wall. This is a big chamber, like maybe 50 feet by 80 or 100 feet long, rectangle size. And at the far end is this large doorway. Um, above it is this huge iron door. So it's an open doorway. This iron door has been raised. It's a massive door to allow easy movement in and out of the room. In the center of this chamber is a wide pillar of stone with a picture of a giant face that's twisted in pain contortions of this face. Surrounding the pillar are dozens of candles and small wallet-shaped bundles. And there's also several mats that lie on the floor where people can rest, most of them pushed off into the corners. There are also four people here who rise up confused from the mats, some of them uh, sitting, one standing with a, a, a sword at his side, checking to see who's coming. Um, then when he sees her come in being led and bound, he holds up his curved blade and says, infiltrators! There are five of them in total. You've got three cultists uh, off to the side and some more uh, dogged leader types on the on the near right corner and the far right corner of this long hall. And again, in the middle is this giant column and there's some mats and stuff uh, in the corners. Uh, the guy on the far side is the one who called out Infiltrator. Everyone's kind of standing up and, uh, and I'm giving you guys uh, a moment of surprise. We do custom surprise rules. Essentially, everyone's rolling initiative. They could still win and go first, but they get all minus five to their rule as they're kind of just standing up, drawing, and trying to figure out what to do. So I've rolled that. I've affected their initiatives. And first up is Elmont. Yay. Um, I'll take a half step to the right to fire past uh, Exilus. No, like literally just a half step. Um, so this, I can. This is Exilus. Okay, yeah. Um, I was just after them. Avius was behind me. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, so just so I can fire past them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am uh, shooting an arrow directly at the leader cultist who yelled uh, infidels. All right, way out over there. He's uh, 80 feet away. Okay, that's well within my range. Go for it. Okay, there we go. Uh, roll it, stayed on the table. Uh, plus eight to hit, so that would be a 25. 25 is definitely a hit. And that will have 10 points of damage. Bam! Your arrow f- sails across the room, strikes him square in the upper chest. He staggers backwards, uh, but still cries out again, Kill them! Next up is that cultist over there. And let me check their stats real quick. Um, this guy runs and charges straight in and is moving. And who is behind? He engages uh, Initiate Reswin and runs right up, but he doesn't have enough. Uh, he did a move move type thing, so he doesn't have a time to attack, but he's right there in uh, Reswin's face. Next up is this other cultist who is doing the same thing and is engaged. So uh, Reswin's your front line surrounded by two people and Puck, you're next. Good old Reswin. <laughs> he was such a good party member. <laughs> um, I will uh, um, deal with this. I'll we'll cast be back in an hour. Frostbite on the uh, um, uh, the cultist right to the to the left 
Real close, right next yep. to Reswin. Okay, roll it. That's a you. Oh, I roll it. That. Constitution. I think I've got it. I rolled a 13, 14. Yeah, that's you're good. He shrugs it off. Anything else? Good. That's yep. The wounded cult leader on the far distance, and he is 80 feet away, weaves his hands in the air and is going to cast a spell after he moved closer. He moves closer, weaves his hands, and who's the next one behind? Oh, that is you, Elmont. Perfect. The man who shot him, he weaves his hands and you see a flash of your death at his hands, an image in your mind of him uh, standing over you, choking the life out of you, and it starts to haunt you. Make a wisdom saving throw to contend with the spell assaulting your mind. Um, okay. That would be an 18. That is a success. You suffer no damage whatsoever from this spell, and you shake off the effect. Next up I is... I wink at him from across <laughs> the distance. <laughs> Next up is the bold and intrepid Initiate Reswin. He absolutely slams the cultist right next to him for a big three points of damage. <laughs> hey, every bit counts. Just cracks the guy upside the head with his uh, metal rod. The other uh, cult leader, um, which is who's on the near side, just about maybe 20 feet away, directly on your right, who just stood up, he is also going to cast a spell. He's uh, quite alarmed as to what the hell you guys are doing. On my spell list, there we go. He moves up and weaves his hands and casts a curse upon three of you. He is going to cast a curse upon the first three. That is Elmond, that is Initiate Reswind, and that is the seamstress he has not identified as an ally of his own. (laughs) He is casting down a curse. The three of you make a charisma saving throw. Five. Five, you have failed. Keep a D4 nearby. For the next minute or until he loses concentration, you must subtract a d4 from every attack and saving throw you roll. Okay. Not ideal. However, eh. good news, you see Initiate Reswin just gets more stout and strong and totally shrug it off. And then you hear a, ah, from the, the, the hag in front as she succumbs to this magic as well. Uh, we did that Actually, one. it's more like a... <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and skip Olgrim Shieldbiter automatically on my list here. There we go. Avius! I'm with you in spirit. Avius <laughs> Katorum! Um, well, I want to cast my web. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast it just beyond Reswin uh, so that it traps... Oh, the two guys that are surrounding him? And the little Hagley will get caught too. And... That guy. Oh, the yeah, you can catch yeah, you can catch two cultists and one of the cult leaders and the hag all in one. Yep. Okay, great. That's what I'm doing. So they all have to roll a dex save to contend it. Ceiling at the starting next turn. Each creature that starts its turn must do it or enters it. So at the start of their turn. Okay. Got it. 
All right, and then this cultist off on the distance who hasn't acted, he is going to... Yes? Are we, like, in a hallway No, the hallway still? is behind okay. you. Okay, And then this is the long rectangular chamber. So the web is kind of, like, draped across the four of them. This cultist does a move and a move to the far <laughs> corner and uh, starts grabbing onto a uh, small metal door that opens up and he's starting to manipulate some sort of uh, mechanical device that's just behind there. Elmon, you are up. New round. Um, that cultist is really concerning me. Mm. Uh, right now, those, those four are basically in... Yeah, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark, uh, which is a bonus action on the cultist messing with the lever. Okay, you've marked him. And then he will also promptly receive an arrow um, directly following that uh, into his back. Because he has his back to me, is that with advantage? No. Not quite, he's still kind of aware of the fight. So 17 minus 4 plus 8 is going to be 21 to hit. Still a hit. Um, and he's going to take 16 points of hmm. damage. That was this guy. How much damage? 16. I rolled an 8 and a 4, and then I had 4 more. Your arrow sails through the air and pierces him right through the head, dropping him instantly. Oh, God. <clears throat> nice. All right. One problem, sir. <laughs> Instantly gone. Uh, let me mark him as gone. Let me mark Olgrim as not part of this. And then program. the hunter's mark will then transfer. I believe that's uh, uh, by the end of your next turn, you have to spend a bonus action to re, uh, replace the it. The target drops hit point zero. Before the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on a subsequent yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah. Mark mm-hmm. It still okay. takes a bonus action. Yeah. Okay, great. And you're staying put location-wise? Not want to step into the web? Uh, yeah, I'm going to pass on stepping in the web. All right. Uh, one of the cultists right next to your uh, group and your uh, your initiate is going to deal with this web, and it was making a dexterity roll, Do I? did you say? Dex roll, yeah. Dex roll 16, so he is not affected, and he is actually going to step past it and get around <coughs> it, triggering an opportunity attack by initiate Reswind. Chris, why don't you go ahead and roll for him and get you a little bit involved in this fight. Roll 20. Chris oh, first, right? Rolling a 20. Rolling a 20. Roll six. Swings with an opportunity attack, (laughs) and he's never done that before. He really, it was just, ah. Oh, wait, is it an opportunity with advantage? Uh, no. Okay. Swings and misses. Uh, Then this cultist is bringing his curved blade against you, Elmon. Oh, it was a 20 at the last second. It rolled over to an eight. He has an 11. Uh, AC 15. Oh, you see the blade coming right down between your eyes. And at the last second, you dodge Elven dexterity. Nice. The other cultist standing in the front line caught up in the web starts pulling his legs and trying to get out from underneath this web and got an 18. Damn. Yeah. But he is staying put and attacking... um, uh, uh, the initiate. So he's not restrained and still critically misses and actually trips and falls down into his knees into the web and will have disadvantage on his next roll to avoid it. Puck, you're up. Nice web. 
Um, I'm gonna cast. Uh, um, I'm gonna go for uh, uh, frostbite again on uh, the initiative that just stepped forward. This, this guy close by. Too, yeah. brother. All right. <laughs> uh, so that's Constitution. That is a miss with a four. Uh, so nice. You cover him in a light little frost. Two two damage, and he has disadvantage on his next uh, attack roll. And that is this guy. Two damage. Got it. The leader in the far side is going to cast a spell. No, he is not. He is going to run to the other side of the room and start to pull and move some machinery in a sl- slot in the wall mm-hmm. and says, hold them off. Initiate Reswin uh, is now going to strike at uh, this cultist that just got behind him. Go ahead and make that roll for, for me, if you will. Okay. Roll is a 15. And you get plus three. Ooh. 18. 18 is a hit. Do a D6 plus 1. D6 plus 1. 5. 5 total. All right. This year, Reswin spins around and cracks the guy uh, right in the th- side of his throat, and the guy is just choking and can barely uh, breathe and is barely hanging in there, surprisingly. Nice job. And... Reswin's going to try and get some room and says, move, 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 and pushes her forward a bit to try and get some tactical room and steps into the web accidentally and is mildly stuck in there. <laughs> the initiate who is off to the side, the leader that's off to the side, he is caught in this web possibly. He's going to make a dexterity roll. He has a 12. He does not... Uh, he is he restrained. He he is, he's stuck and he's stuck. He has his dagger out. He cannot get anything successful with that. How does this spell here work? Uh, he gives up in frustration with his dagger and instead waves a hand at Avius. And Avius, you see an image of your chest briefly uh, having a dagger plunged into it and you gasp for air. Make a wisdom saving throw to resist this magical image. Is that a is that an attack? No. Wisdom save. Ten. Uh, as a miss, and you take. Oh, I miss. You failed the wisdom I saving throw. You were affected by it. You take oh, eight full points of necrotic damage. So, yeah, it's down to three. Plus, we have plus five for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, the oh, yeah. aid, yeah. uh, Reswin. I got that. Gave us aid. Okay. Avius, you are up mm-hmm. last. All right. Um, you also can sense that this guy who just hit you with a spell, he is conjuring up in his hands some black magic, and he wants nothing more to get close and touch you with his hand. So, those three are webbed. Uh, I'm going to throw. Um, I'm gonna throw flaming sphere mm. at 
uh, the leader. Flaming Sphere, do we know that one? I don't recognize that one. Oh, you know what? I can't. I don't Okay. I'm going to throw a Firebolt. Firebolt? At, at whom? At uh, the leader. The leader who's leader. rearing up for a spell mm -hmm. next round? Okay. So we're doing... Oh, it's a 23 to hit. Is a hit for sure. And then... Uh, four points of fire damage. Okay. And the web also catches. Oh. So, at uh, it burns away in one round, dealing two d four fire damage to the creep to the cult leader. Okay, let's do that at the start of his next turn. Yeah. Nice. That's great. The f you cast fire heat to get hit. Doesn't think too much of it. Shrugs it off and then sees flames licking at his legs. And he, a panic uh, goes across his eyes. Uh, Elmon. Oh. Oh, well. Never mind. Okay. Doesn't El matter. Elmon. <laughs> Elmon blinks twice at the um, the new person messing with the um, gears and mechanics, transferring the hunter's mark to him. Okay. <laughs> and blinks once again and uh, draws his bow and fires an arrow. You, at, at the guy who's messing with the, the controls? Correct. You've got a dude who's on you. So you're going to be a disadvantage. Just want to be clear about this. All Dude your spells are allergy-based. On me. <laughs> You've got uh, a cultist <laughs> who's just right in your face, swinging, screaming. Disadvantage. Disadvantage. 80-foot shot across the room with Cursed. 10? Arrow flies and clatters against the far wall with a rare Elmon miss. You want to step forward into that web at all? Or you good? <laughs> you good? I'm okay. right. It might improve. You're good. Cultist, who is right next to you, Elmon, slashes with a 16. That'll hit. Four. Four points of slashing damage and screams wildly as he does so. Next one is the other cultist who is still stuck in this goddamn web. He is disadvantaged because he fell down into it slightly. He is. Oh, that disadvantage messed him up big time. He is stuck and restrained really well. He does lash out at uh, the initiate uh, with disadvantage now it's that he's restrained. Yeah. He's stuck in the web. The web's pulling at his, his arm. Oh, that throws him off too. He cannot get the blow in on the priest. The web did really well there. Puck, you're up. Uh, Puck throws out a hand and... Uh... A swirling uh, dervish of energy uh, appears, and uh, in that hand, a large thorn whip Whoa. comes out, and he uh, lashes out at the the guy on top of our, our elf. Okay. Uh, and he attacks for, with 10. 10 is a miss. The, the thorn whip lashes out. And hits nothing, just snaps in the air next to the guy. Is he caught in the web? No. No. Okay. He got free early on. Um Yeah, that's it. Okay. The cult leader at the far end of the room who just had an arrow clatter next to him, who's been messing with this machine, spends his action now finishing his his machinations on the machine. Does that work? Yeah. And there is a loud ka-chunk. 
and another tick, 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 tick sound, and you see the ginormous iron door at the far end of the room slowly starting to lower. That's his turn. Oh, and then he's going to move and get a little closer to the battle, not inside the web yet. Judging off how slowly it's closing, how much time do we have before it seals? uh, Definitely a, a, a couple rounds but you're not sure exactly how long yet. Initiate Reswind is going to uh, fight back at this cultist that's just jumped on him, and he's going to strike with his rod again. With advantage. Make that roll. Well, do. Oh, you get advantage on it because the dude's wrapped up in web. Advantaging. Advantage roll with a plus three, a 16. Is a hit. One point of damage. With one point? One point rolled. I thought it was plus one. Is it plus one? It's plus one, yeah. Oh, then two points of damage. He cracks the guy, and the guy falls unconscious, (laughs) face first into the web, breathing heavily as he can, and choking and dying on magical white web. What an awful way to go. Well done, Reswin! Yeah, for Lothian! Now I will pray, and he kneels down. (laughs) Into the web. And he does. Uh, Avius, it is your action. All right, so that... Um, I'm going after the cult leader again with uh, Firebolt. Okay. Advantage. <coughs> Ooh. 24 to hit. Six points of damage. Firebolt. Plus... Uh, I'm sorry, it was on... Yep. That leader there? So six points plus 2d4. That's on his turn. Okay. How much damage? Six. Six points to... Where'd he go? I don't... He, he does not exist. Where the heck did he go? Oh, he's up at the top. Oh, he got skipped. That's why. I accidentally skipped him. That's okay. He's slow. He's in the web. Uh, how much damage? Six. Go ahead and roll the 2d4 now. It's his turn anyways. Fire hits him from the front and collects at his feet. Uh, two. Two plus your six is a total of eight right now total, right? Yep. Got it. He's burning in fire, but still alive. Ah! Ah, fight! He calls out, burn, it hurts! But he seems almost slightly pleased by it. And he uh, pulls himself out of the burning webs and closes in and comes right at you, Avius. Reaches out with this hand that is roiling in small shadowy tendrils and reaches out to gently touch you on the chest. I back up. You don't like that at all, do you? Where is he at? Alright, make a melee attack. He is making a melee attack. Critical hit. Oh. It's very gentle, though. <laughs> Ooh. We will do one of these with advantage. And he has hit you with a massive necrotic burning energy pulls at your heart. So what kind of damage? This is necrotic damage. Right. We're going to do advantage on... He's got multiple dice. Advantage on the first roll. So a six. Seven. For 23 points what? of necrotic damage. Mm. Massive. I think that is the most massive blow we've had in this entire game from an NPC. That five. Eight is three. Oh, mm. it takes. So I have 
Nine. Nine remaining? By my math. Mm -hmm. Avia screams in pain, and it is a new round, Elmon. Is one of those cultists still in melee range to me? You've got two in melee range. One on your left, a regular cultist, and then this guy who just dealt a huge blow slightly behind you. And an opportunity attack, would that also, like, if that wanted to be a spell attack, could that also be a spell attack? No, it's a melee. It's a me- it could be a melee spell attack, I believe, but it's a melee attack. Um, okay. I'm going to take a step back, disengaging from both. Uh, there's no room. You could squirt out the side here and still avoid the web. Okay. Okay. I will do that and then attack the guy that is um, turning away from the other combatants. Um, You know, draw the bow up to my cheek and fire at the cultist that has Hunter's Mark. All right. As you pull away, uh, move away, he uh, hits you with a 23 opportunity attack. Or I can never remember it. Where is it? For four points of slashing. And a 13? No, that'll be a miss. Uh, from the um, more, the leader guy who was just off to your side, yeah. swipes and misses. Great. You pull away, and who are you shooting at? The cultist leader with Hunter's Mark. Oh, the guy off in the distance. Nice. Go for it. No disadvantage this time. Yeah, but still cursed. <sighs> so that's going to miss with a um, plus four, five, eight. <laughs> Take away the uh, the curse. This this cultist, oh. when he took a bunch of flaming damage, lost concentration. Oh great! On that. So that 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 would instead then be an eleven. Eleven is still a miss. Okay. Another arrow goes flying by. This time the uh, cult leader in the back sees it and barely ducks out of the way as it goes flying past his ear, uh, and it is. This cultist's turn, he is actually going to strike at the initiate and misses with his dagger. Uh, and next is Puck. Uh, I'm going to do level two cure wounds on, uh, on Evius. Step forward and heal the wizard. For 11 points. Ooh. Don't you get a plus on that? Uh, 13 points. Even better. Is it, it's your spell modifier, right? Which is increased on your last Uh, level. yes, sorry, um, 14 points. Ooh. You're still here at 23 now. This keeps going up, this, this <laughs> keeps getting better. That's huge. Powerful than I know. Nice, good job, good heal. And then as a bonus Thanks. action, I'm gonna back up again. Like back up to where I was. Was it, or did I have to move to get to Yeah, him? you had to take a little step forward. So I want to step, but just one step back. Okay, that's your disengage. Yep. Your goblin disengage. Uh-huh. Got it. All right. The cultist who dealt the devastating blow to Avius uh, cackles <laughs> and waves his hands at you, and you see an image of him touching your head with the hands, and that image burns into your mind. Make another wisdom saving throw to shrug off this spell. Fuck, eight. Caves. You're just getting hit hard and hard. You suffer five points of necrotic damage as the image of that uh, actually seems to inflict damage upon you. Oh. 
<laughs> Who's ready for adventure? <laughs> <laughs> Reswin is going to um keep forgetting to make his thing. Oh man. Reswin throws the haggish seamstress face first down into the web, gets a critical success like on his dexterity guy. saving throw to avoid the web, leaps out of the web over her and charges the leader nice. in the back. Whoa! Brave Reswin. Christopher, would you please roll a rod upside the head roll, please, with the plus three. A plus three. Rod upside the head only gets a nine. Oh, it was going to be big dramatic. He gets too excited and swings, and he's like nowhere near. It's like an air ball, just like he's five feet short. He's just, him. it's not even an attack. He's just shaking off web off this <laughs> thing. There. This initiate who was striking at Yeswin from behind is going to move away, jump into the web. And he has to make a roll in as well, I yeah, believe. Next save. Is that web still going? It lasts for an hour. Is it concentration based? It is. Then you need to roll three times. What do I roll? A ten. I make a Constitution save. Higher than a ten. Okay. okay. The web is gone. Okay. The web is faded. Maybe that's why uh, Reswin succeeded. <laughs> uh, so this cultist. Is it's jumping dramatic, but it wasn't even there. <laughs> is leaping and going <laughs> further away. However, he's leaving an engagement with you, Avius. If Ooh. you'd like, you might give him a little smack with your staff for the first time hey. as an opportunity attack. Uh, oh, I got to roll to hit first. Oh, okay. Normal chance to hit. One in both hands. Yeah, sure. Okay, 18. It's a hit. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> How much damage do you do? One. One point of damage. Big. Oh, you're negative kicked He's in. He's minus oh. one on his damage roll. He's not the strongest uh, elderly wizard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did a point. It felt good. It felt good. You marked that one point of damage on your staff later. He, uh, anyway, he disengages from you. And he has advantage and gets a nice big hit on the most vulnerable member of your party, Open. the hag <laughs> seamstress, who he thinks is one of you. Is not paying attention to her binds, is caught in the chaos of combat, and he actually leaps and attacks her and deals a big blow to her on the ground. Oh, that's so sad. And Avius, you're up. <laughs> um. Right now, you've got this cult leader who did a devastating blow. He is inches away from me right so he's now. He's engaged. Oh yeah. Basically. Um. Yeah. <laughs> got five seconds. Um. <clears throat> Four. What's who's that guy? This is Elmon. Three. Elmon, back up. I will back up. Okay. I do, I do thunder wave. So I don't have to roll. Um each creature. That would that would probably be him. That would include Elmon. Sorry. Sorry. I'm alright. <laughs> uh um, da, 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 da. Constitution saving throw. Constitution save. Against. Fifteen. Pass. Cultist passed. 
Elmon fails. <laughs> it backfired like a religious thunder wave do. <laughs> Deals uh, on a failed save. 2d8. Oh. <laughs> One of you can roll that damage. I, I, I would. I'll All go right. for it. Christopher will roll the damage. 2d8. 2d8. I'm good at these. Uh. Mm. Yeah, you're great. <laughs> what did you yeah. roll? An eight and a six. Oh my god. Oh, 14 damage. 14 massive thunder and damage. And you're pushed 10 feet away. So I told you it was good. Huge <laughs> thunder reverberates throughout the room. If there was any concern about being stealthy, you don't have to worry about that anymore. And Ooh. the room. The... Hideous, what the fuck? <laughs> Elmon, you get tossed back about 10 feet, and there's a huge boom. The cultist standing right next to you just kind of looks around surprised. You you point at your initiate and yourself. You're like, yeah, we're kind of the B team. Um, <laughs> the B team? <laughs> Elmon, you're Third up. stringers. Uh, you are no longer engaged with anyone. The good yeah. news, you've been pushed away by Thanks. painful magic. That was great. Who do you want to strike? Uh, I'm going to... Um, two guys left. Three yeah, guys left. the guy that has the hunter's mark still. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and well, go Come on! Him. Never mind. <laughs> well, so how injured is the guy with hunter's mark? Uh, they're both sim- similar damage. They both um, hurt bloodied but still fighting strong and so there's one off in the distance attacking the initiate and there's one closer to you that's attacking avius yeah i'll go after the one attacking Avius. all right without the mark okay thank you elmon despite <laughs> without any reluctance either. having just been hit with a thunder wave that's <laughs> uh, gonna be an 18 to hit that's called a hit and he is injured correct that is correct oh colossus damage. uh that'll be 11 points of damage that cultist shrugs off the thunder magic and looks at you, Avius, with a smile and then gulps and looks surprised as an arrow pierces his belly. He touches the arrow point sticking out and then drops to his knees and then collapses on his belly, forcing the arrow slightly back outwards of his back and dies. Yeah. He is dead. Good job, Elmon. You can move if you want. There's no web in this room, and the door is coming down. It is about halfway down right now. Looking at the uh, the mechanation, the the um, mechanism. Yeah, the mechanism. Is it spinning, turning? Yep. Okay. Um, I am going to head towards that. Okay. At a run. Running across the room. Cultist. The cultist who is standing over the hag who he hit, mistaking her for an enemy, continues his frenzied attack, getting advantage upon her. Jeez. Uh, almost critically hits. Uh, no, and does... Uh, uh, and smashes her head open uh, like a couple week old melon and it's a gory mess he um he stomps on her stabs her there's blood on his boot and on his dagger and says yes another one yes and turns to the rest of you in triumph fuck you're up (laughs) (laughs) good times um i'm gonna i want to cast uh try to cast um frostbite on the the leader the leader off in the distance yep. next to uh the initiate okay he's a little farther away oh uh, no oh because the other one's dead that's right um yeah the one the one by the initiate sorry, yes. yeah these two 
Okay, uh, and what's the range on that? 60 feet. That's good enough. He has a, an 11. That is, uh, he's gonna take two points of damage and have, uh... Disadvantage. Disadvantage. Alright. Got it. <clears throat> and it is his turn. And it is lucky you did that. Little frost goes over his his forearm and his hands tingle. He shakes it off, and in his right hand, little shadowy tendrils start to spiral around as a big spell starts to build up. He reaches out and steps forward towards the young initiate Reswin and touches at his chest with disadvantage. A three and a three. Yeah. Oh. He rolled a thirty-three. <laughs> Reswind stands there, lets him be touched, and the faith of his god Lothian protects him. And the spell is resisted. Reswind turns the favor and comes cracking down immediately with a rod. Christopher, roll. His roll. Plus three on his attack, plus one on the damage. 21. Is a hit. Three points. Is three points. Guy is bloodied, but certainly fighting. And Avius, you're no, sorry, yeah, Avius, you're next. I will go after the cultist in front of me. Okay, he's about maybe 15 feet away, and he's gonna charge towards you next round. Actually, how far uh, how far away am I from this door? The door, you're 80 feet away from the door. That's way too. Uh, and it's halfway-ish now. Yes. Actually, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run towards that door. Okay, you can run around to the side, not get hit, and you can do a move. Move is that what you want to do? Yes. All right, you're a little ahead of Elmon, racing across the room. I trip Avius. <laughs> <laughs> Opportunity attack. Find a way, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like a red laser sight following you as you go. The door is now about forty percent, thirty-three percent of the way down. It's a new round, Elmon. You may go. I will move towards the door, but not move, move. Move towards the door and then fire an arrow at the uh, head cultist with the um, hunter's mark. Okay. <clears throat> 12. 12, I don't think it... Uh, on that guy? Yeah. That guy. Just misses. Jesus, that guy is like has like a arrow shield. Yeah, just flies right Stretch. by, flutters some of his hair off on the side. You're still getting shocked by your bow yeah. as you keep ah! <laughs> still All right. disoriented from Thunderwave. <laughs> this crazed uh, young cultist who just smashed uh, the hag apart in a fury was going to charge at Avius, but Avius just ran away like a coward, leaving you, Puck, alone on that side of the room. <laughs> he then goes, ah! Bring it! Charges right at five. <laughs> All two feet of them. Um, oh, also, Avius, go ahead and grab a blue for some great web placement and use throughout that. That was a good uh, DM uh, bonus there. Um, I don't even know what to roll. I got to reroll. The blue was an inspiration big. bonus. Time. That was really low. I, I think it might have been the 19. He comes and swings at you, Puck, and misses entirely in his ray. He did bring it, uh, but uh, brought it to someone of normal height and missed. <laughs> <laughs> and Puck, you are up next. Thought you were kneeling. My spear is going right for his groin. Good luck. So there's two cultists left, and the door closing down. Fifteen is a hit. 
six points of damage. Six points is serious. Where's he at? There he is. He has not been wounded yet, but you you poke him something big. You stab him hard, pull out, blood spills onto the ground. It seems to enrage him only all the more. Um, the cult leader who's in mid-room sees Avius and Elmon running around towards the door, and he runs and chases after you guys, particularly um, uh, Elmon chases after you however that, uh, yeah, uh, yeah initiate reswin gives gets an opportunity for an opportunity attack opportunity say that enough times get you said roll it plus advantage three. No, or just no, no, plus three. oh no <clears throat> swing and a miss Five. okay reswin excitedly tries to swing but again has no idea what opportunity attacks are he hasn't read the rule book so that's good <laughs> uh the priest comes over and gets close and is actually going to cast a spell of tackle elf <laughs> is what he's gonna do. And he throws himself at you. You stop, you're running, you're running, you take a shot with your bow, you're still running right towards this machine. He's running right behind you, it's this foot race towards this machine, him trying to stop you, he's trying to stop the machine. The door's coming closed, it's about 30% of the way. He leaps through the air to tackle you, you just stop, and he goes flying into the mechanism. <laughs> and the thing's starting to crunch, and he is crying out in pain and taking damage. Uh, and blood starts to spurt. He's still alive for the moment in case anyone wants to help him. I will run up to him and shove him further into the machination <laughs> okay. trying to use him to stall um, the door from oh. uh, continuing to close. Uh, all right. Make a... Well, make some... Sort and change of alignment to chaotic. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely... <laughs> definitely doing something. Let's make... I wish there was a. There is. I'm like an athletic roll. Okay. I wanted to make a tinkering roll, is what I want. 13. <laughs> tinkering away. With a 13? 13, yeah. You are able to wedge and push him in there. He screams. He has screams, stop. There's blood and gore spattering. You do catch your finger in there and you take one point of uh, bludgeoning damage. <laughs> You pull yourself out uh, of the uh, machine and the door comes to a grinding <laughs> halt. It has been stopped by a cult leader, not <laughs> what he was expecting when he woke up this afternoon. Uh, Puck, you are toe-to-toe -to -toe with this last cultist. He's still alive in there. He's not giving up. Bring it, shorty. Who, uh, I'm on. And then he goes before you do. He swings again and you nimbly dodge left. He swings a second time, nimbly dodges right. It is your turn to strike with your spear. Yeah, spear is going for his throat here. Good luck. 12 is a hit. Oh, seven points of damage. Oh. He, you dodge left, you dodge right. He gets frustrated and just stomps his feet and stands there and you stab him in the belly and he grabs onto your spear and dies another notch on Deanna everyone stops not at the horror of the battle and the carnage and the pain you took but more of the horror of what you've just saw Elmon do in the machine <laughs> on the other side of the room 
you see like some hand sticking out of it, just quivering slightly. <laughs> oh, that, that must hurt. All right, we have to get through the door. <laughs> gather round, gather round, says Initiate Reswin. Let's go. And I, I, so does it look like this door is going to hold like, 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 is it firmly in place now or is it a basically? Yeah. Okay. Seems so like it's held, held in place. It's not, it's not like continuing to kind of crank. It is and not. Grind. It's it is completely stalled. It out. seems to be completely stalled. Okay. Uh, is anyone gathering around Reswin? He's calling. Sure. Elman is not. Apparently. No, I'll. I'll go over there. Okay. Um, uh, Puckle mosey on over. Okay, so Puck and Elmon are there. Which one of you are the most hurt? Uh, I was just gonna talk to Elmon about, uh, well, who's asking Elmon if he needs a heal. I'm asking, I don't know what the wounds are. Who's the most hurt right now? I am. Elmon? Yep. I have 14 hit points. Uh, Puck, can you tell I me what 14. does Cure Wounds at level 2 do? Is that 2d8 or 3d8? 2d8. Two, two Plus 4, 5, 6, 7, 8... He has 9, 10 with his life special. 10 points of healing are given to you. And to receive this, you must kneel down before him. And he says, pray with me. <laughs> <laughs> he says to the atheist elf. I will kneel down and just. He's praying. Cringe. Okay. And just like my whole body's tense. And I'm like, it's just like, oh, I don't want this. You'll be a bitch for it around is what uh, you're saying. All right. <laughs> But my atheist practicality kicks in and decides that now is not the time for once in my life to to, to debate faith with with somebody. You stand up. Well, humanism really is. <laughs> All right, he has healed you. More rational. Really, really warming up to this church folk, aren't you? I glare. <laughs> Avius is making his way towards the gate. Okay. As he does that, uh. Elmon will unceremoniously touch him and cast Cure Light Wounds on him. What does unceremoniously do and mean? Uh, it just <laughs> means basically, yeah, just kind of like a little slap to the back of the head for... Uh, it's, a, it's a good old good game on the yeah. butt. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's going to heal heals. four points of damage. Four. And now, Avius has a pep in his step. <laughs> good game. Good game. <laughs> nice hustle. These guys. All right, heading under the door. Then you're uh, leaving this area. So let's well, let's do a quick search of the yeah. cultists. Um, somebody had a curved scimitar type sword. Uh, all of the, there's three of those. Okay, I will take one of them, exchange that with my short sword that I have. It is, ex it's going to be a, the same effect as a short sword. That's fine. I still like curved sword. Okay, you've got it then. Answer. You can make note of that if you want. <laughs> and wait, where were you? You were there. Shoot, I've lost it. There we go. Now um, you realize your scabbard is absolutely is. You make an investigation roll. So may you, uh, e, uh, not Avia, sorry, Elmon. 16. Natural one. All right. <laughs> Elmon pokes himself in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Puck, you, you search around and you go inside the machine. Uh, Puck, you search around a little effectively and f uh, lift up a couple mats and find 
a second piece of crumpled paper your group has found since you've been down here and uh, that has some writing on it and you also find a, a pouch filled with 103 coins and you check and they are all gold okay i will uh i'll take it for now but i will distribute it later Once Goblin we... motto. Dole this out at a later date. There are also you said pouches around the the that uh, big pillar. Yes. What are what are in those? All right, you look at those. Where the heck did they go? We should probably read those notes at some point in time. Yeah, that was going to be the next thing. We don't have time. We need to find Grim. Inside those pouches are small offerings that they have made. It appears to be strange personal items that you don't think belong to them. Uh, a, a cheap brooch to someone, a small child's toy. You're not quite sure what the heck is going on with this face. Uh, the one that really stands out is a uh, left hand Ooh. is in there. And a quick look around, the guy you finished off at the end with a spear is missing his left hand. That's not a dwarf hand. Not a dwarf that's, hand, no. That's good. Uh, it's those pieces of paper, what's on them? Uh, you have one, and uh, I think Avius recovered one. one. Yeah. Uh, Puck, your paper, you uncrumple it, it has a message. Scrawled in um, big, tall, wide writing that doesn't go left to right, really. It kind of just curves around the page, not in like a beautiful way, and just kind of a haphazard, whacked out way. And the words read... We have a glorious machine of chaos that is now silent. We need knowing hands to make it work again. Temple of the Rat. We have a, no a glorious machine of chaos that is now silent. We need knowing hands to make it work again. Temple of the Rat. Guys, I don't understand this message, but it doesn't sound great. What, uh, Mr. Wizard, what's, what does your paper say? No time! We need to find Grim! Let me have it, then. I pull it out of my robe and just throw it at him. Okay, and you guys I'm, are can, I'm like heading, going under the door. Yeah, under the door. Alright, underneath the door, you come to a T intersection. To the left-hand side, it rises slightly. It's not stairs, but you can definitely see there's a bit of a rise. There are no torches in there, so it's a little dark. And make a perception roll. All of us? No, just him. He's took the lead real fast. 15. You can hear some voices. Quiet voices. Quentin can't make out what they're saying, but you can hear some different tones, so more than one person for sure. Uh, to the right, it goes down, and there is a white, a pale white light that emanates from there. And it's not a torch because there's no flickering. I I hear voices. I I think we should follow the voices. Let's go. All right. Um, everyone follows Avis? They're not just in your head. Okay. You head left. <laughs> you walk up this slope corridor, and you come to a small iron door. It's about maybe 
80 feet long, this corridor, and rises maybe 15 feet in total. You can feel it in your legs a bit as you walk up there. And Avis, you're at the door first. This door has a, a symbol of an eye in purple crudely painted on the door. And you can hear voices now. There are multiple voices, voices that are bickering, talking, yelling, screaming in a cacophony. These do not seem like people that are having a conversation. These sound like the voices of the mad, of the dam. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't like the sound of these voices. Um, I think maybe we should go the other way. Was there any other passages? Yeah, there's a... It was a T. You guys hit a T. Oh. He went left. You all went left. Uh, I listen briefly at the door. And you hear just things. Ah, I'll kill him. I'll kill him. That's mine. Never. Different voices being saying crazy Sounds things. Sounds good. Let's go the other way. <coughs> all right. You head down the other way. You walk. Actually, question. Yes. Query. More uh, voices, oh, oh, but oh, no before, door. <laughs> before we head down the other way. I want to cast Arcane Lock on this door. On which, on the door with the... <laughs> with the eye. Okay. Yep. You're casting a brand new spell for the first time, Arcane Lock. Yep. Um. So now this door is magically locked <laughs> until uh, myself or... Anyone you choose, I yeah, think. Either of you, too. Uh, Go you want to hand that responsibility to Puck? <laughs> <laughs> no, you both get it. <laughs> and for how long? Um, until dispelled. Forever. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, or they break it down. Great spell. Or but it this can, is an it, iron door. It can be. It can be dispelled by a knock. Uh, knock spell knock or spell. dispel magic. Yeah. I don't think those guys have either of those. So it's it's impassable. No, it's mine. Okay, I'll be right back. I need to go to the bathroom. doing that, I want to see what's on this other piece of paper. Oh, the other piece of paper. And also, because I cast that, I also get eight more hit points. Oh, your ward. It's an abjuration spell? Yep. Nice. Two for one. I'm up to 30 because of the plus five. Oh, yeah. How many times has this saved your life already? Oh, so many. Um, By the way, those... um, that plus five was to your maximum hit points, yeah. but your abjuration, your ward thing, doesn't matter. That's temporary. It's a shield on top of all of that. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just FYI. Okay. Okay. So Elmont pauses here and kind of like looks around, mumbles something about this would be a perfect time to have a dwarf and tries to figure out if where they are in relation to where they saw the porthole um, when they came down, like where where they are in relation to that based off how far the group has traveled. Okay. Make a... a, I'll give you a choice of survival with disadvantage or stoneworking straight, which I don't even think you have. So survival disadvantage, no choice. 14. You are not 100% sure, but you don't think you're anywhere near that. You're about 80% sure you're nowhere near that. 20% sure you're right on top of it. And <laughs> based off the directions of the T, though, is there either one that would take us closer to that? Uh, make another roll disadvantage. Uh, five. 
Sure. <laughs> Maybe. Why not? You're not sure. You're getting you're getting twisted around. You're good in the outdoors more. Yeah. Even in a city, you're great, but not yeah. underground. Great time to have a dwarf. Yeah, place. yeah, um, yeah for okay. sure. We'll head down the other way from the tea, I believe. All right, you head the other way. Uh, you walk past Puck, who's busy reading something. Puck, this is a note that Avius found in the uh, changing room. This one is written in a crumpled note. It's in sloppy, really, really tiny handwriting. And it reads, There are those of us who have looked straight into the eye of chaos, but lost the cord to this world. Are they still our brothers and sisters? Nothing wants them, so they are locked away. Mm -hmm. There are those of us who have looked straight in the eye of chaos, but lost the cord to this world. Are they still our brothers and sisters? Nothing wants them, so they are locked away. Doubly so now. <laughs> All right, and Avius, you were leading the charge down the other. Yep. Okay. Do you want me to take the lead? Uh, Helmon, uh, after you. Very well. You get past the giant iron door you walk through mm -hmm. immediately, and now you're heading down the right side of the T intersection. You get about 30 feet down that corridor where you're approaching this light, and then you regret offering to go first as you feel the pull of a thin wire at your ankle. And I was just going to say, I want to make sure I'm checking for traps on the way. And there's a pull. You, oh, no! You you duck, you leap, you go into a fetal <laughs> position. You don't know which way to go. And you hear behind you about 110 feet, a ka-chunk as some metal beam lever piston thing is undone from the metal door 110 feet behind. Uh, but the door does not open. It doesn't open! <laughs> nice! Oh, yes. I cannot believe you pulled that spell out. Oh, man! That might have just been life-saving. Oh. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> You continue on. Nice, nice. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is uh, the hero of continuing today. to be careful, uh, <laughs> making sure to look for traps. So you want to go really slow and take your time. Yes. Okay. I'm just tracking. I'm tracking Olgrim time is what I'm tracking. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will not be. No, no, no. Take your time. That's no. fine. <laughs> He's down to just his head at this no. point. It's only a flesh wound. We'll have to go faster. All right, you're going. I'm hoping that's the only trap. You go fast, and you continue to travel at a good pace. My my torso's fine. I can live with you. Tonight. <laughs> you come to a small stairwell, the top of a stairwell, oddly enough, and it is a, a strange stairwell that is. Hard to describe. It is a stairwell that is cut into the side of the stairs of stone. So you've got essentially a small, I don't know what it would be, uh, say an eight foot wide by 20 foot long cut that goes down 40, 50, 60 feet straight down. And on either sides of it are, are stairs that are cut into the stone essentially just walk you're walking inside the wall making a turn and walking down the other side of this wall in between these there's no railing there's just this drop of 50 60 feet down just really weird stairs that are cut into this Reswin's still with us right absolutely mm -hmm. 
Okay. He's, um, he's feeling it now. He's moving mm-hmm. a little bit more confidence. He's not having to hold on to the seamstress. Or, or is he still holding on to the seamstress? Seamstress has had her skull <laughs> He's following orders. <laughs> he's dragging Just, He's this. holding this rag doll in front of him. <laughs> um, yeah, he's there. So there's an option to go up or down? No, it's all down. It's Just all down. down. All right. uh, and you're making your way down. As you head down, what is... Uh, uh, Elmon's up first. Avius assume is behind Puck's him. Puck's in the, the back. Puck's in the back, and um, the initiates in the middle. And how much is going at least somewhat stealthily, even maybe with disadvantage, going to slow us down? Well, don't we still have the? I, oh yeah. Oh, Puck, you got hit at least once, right? No, you dodged a bunch of hit. You yeah. Didn't, you didn't take any damage. Hmm. I stand corrected. Spell okay. is still good. Never mind. Then we're yeah, traveling. Yeah, it's up to. Well, yeah. Yep, yep. We're traveling up at a good hour. pace. Up to an hour. <laughs> Say that again. I'm practically running. Okay. Going fast. So you're taking like a disadvantage stealth roll because you know you got plus 10. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, that's fast. You're hustling down the stairs. As you head down and head down, you can hear coming from below this echoey wind-like noise. Like a... <sighs> yeah, but <laughs> it's... <laughs> Or fully gay. But it uh, stops every so often and almost has like this giant whispery breath type noise. Not a roar, not a sleep like a dragon, but just this, uh, but big and voluminous coming from below. You guys hear that? What? Huh? Never mind. I hear it, but (laughs) we got to keep moving. Nothing to do. Just old group sign. Sitting in the door. <laughs> All right, keep on moving. All right. You keep on moving, and as you move down these stairs, right at the top, right where you guys came in, as soon as you get maybe one floor down, the ceiling starts to move. What? and it starts to change and shift in shape. And what it it is are rows and rows and rows of scales of a giant serpent wedged up into the ceiling. A big mass of a snake of huge size. And you go down the stairs, it starts to push and wedge because it's not a wide space for its size. It starts to push and wedge and make its way down following you guys very, very <laughs> silently. Run. Who is in the rear of the group? Puck. Puck and the initiate may both make uh, perception rolls versus its stealth. Uh, Christopher, would you roll for the initiate, please? Rolling for the initiate. It's plus one. Plus one. Twelve. Eight. And, and this is the tale of Reswin. <laughs> <laughs> And you hear nothing unusual at all until Puck bringing up the rear. You come to a stop from out of nowhere. This giant serpentine head curls out from above, is looking at you upside down, flickering its tongue, opens its mouth, looks you right in the eyes, opens up its mouth with giant fangs, and two things happen. One, you meet its gaze and feel um, queasy in your stomach. Make a constitution saving throw. 
Four. And you start to feel sick in your belly. You're not sure why, but this whole scene, this is all happening within a split second. This whole scene just feels wrong. And you just feel this queasiness pit. You just think it's terrible, but it's more than that. But I can't tell you more than that because then it lashes right out and bites you around your head and jaw for seven points of piercing damage. And um, you have earth armor, don't you? Um, which yeah. was just raises my for, my armor class. armor class. Oh, that's right. I'm assuming a, a twenty is good enough to break. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, seven points of piercing damage, and you guys essentially this is like the first attack in the reactor from aliens, since we haven't made an aliens <laughs> reference uh, in a while. Uh, of when. He's yeah. just uh, bitten and then just pulled out from the stairs, cut in. It's screaming, it's flailing, and is pulled out and into the open space between the steps and pulled up. Maybe just... they don't show up on infrared at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you hear. Let's have everyone do some exciting initiative, shall we? C- can I play? You may play the part of initiate Reswin. Damn, I want to be the snake. Okay. <laughs> Elmon, hey. you bail. You're up first. I go, Jesus Christ, and turn and... Uh, Says the atheist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, and so this snake creature is lifting Puck up off the ground. He has pulled Puck out from the stairs, and Puck is now suspended 40 feet of the open space between the cut steps. 40 feet. Down, 40 feet down, down. Okay. 40 feet down. Uh, there is a bright light of a magic source that's above um, that is providing a light so you can everyone can still see really well. And it's pulling them up and away. You, Elmon, have to lean out from your cut on the stairs, but you can pull off a shot. Before he does, can I yell something at him? Yell away. Go for the eyes! As I was aiming for the eyes anyways, mm-hmm. I am taking an a- aim shot. I don't know if that is... I, I think it's a fine suggestion, <laughs> yeah. I really do. Um, yeah, and I'm going to aim directly for the creature's yeah. eye. All right, make a disadvantaged roll. Good luck. Oh. Uh, 13. 13. With disadvantage, you fire. The arrow pierces through your hood, puck but does not hit you at all, and the thing freaks out as it pierces one of its eyes. Mm. You have hit it in the eyes. All right. So roll for damage. Yeah, roll your damage. That's going to be eight. Eight points of damage. Unless it sustained damage while eating. No. No? (laughs) Chewing on a spear. Ah, that's crunchy. So the good news for you, Puck, is that it was going to get an auto hit because it has a nice grapple attack once it's got you, so it's lost that. The bad news is it's completely let you go. So. And you start falling past everyone. As a reaction. You have a reaction you want to do? Falling breeze. You may do so. So I choose Puck and. uh, Puck tips his head. (laughs) As he falls to his death. As he gently. Thank you, sir. (laughs) And you land gently on your feet. What is the uh, cast range? 60. And it's a reaction instantaneous. Yep. Perfect. You cast this spell. What was it called again? 
Falling Breeze. You cast Falling Breeze, and Puck, you feel this gentle breeze rise up from below, and you continue to fall, but it's just so gentle as you fall, 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 fall. Um, you are not going to fall to your doom. It is the creature's turn. This giant serpent uh, is going to hiss wildly and start to snake its way back up towards the light. It's moving away quickly. Initiate Reswind um, is going to start running down the stairs to get to Puck, thinking you're going to splatter. Puck, it is your turn. You have a whole action you can take on your way down because you're going down slowly. (laughs) You are floating on your back, facing upwards. You may do something as long as it doesn't require, like, movement of your body against the surface or anything. Yeah, no, uh, so I'm going to uncurl that uh, thorn whip. Okay. And I'm going to uh, try to snap his other eye. Okay, make a... Call him Dr. Jones, lady. This is um, was it a melee <laughs> attack, I think? Yeah. Roll it. Oh, oh. natural 20. This crazy whip of thorns, and this isn't like a normal weapon. This is a magical thing that appears, Uh right? All right. You wave your hand. This whip of greenness appears. It extends out, I believe, 30 feet long. 30 feet. With barbs around the Mm -hmm. end of it. You whip it out. Does it do some damage? Yeah, it does uh, do do two points of damage. Actually, it would do max damage. It would do its max possible damage. Uh, Six points of damage. It does six points of damage and... You uh, blind the creature and strikes it in the other eye just as you want. And you have also, if you choose, have attached around it. And I can pull it up to 10 feet. Uh, You can make a strength roll. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see how this goes. Come on, another 20. 18. 22. And you stop your fall even more and start to rise (laughs) as it continues to, to curl up, pulling you along with it. So essentially, uh, the initiate, uh, Reswin, goes running downstairs to catch you, and you come floating back up the opposite direction, holding onto this rope whip. Uh, Avius, you have an action if you'd like to take it. Avius is going to cast. And this thing is just trying to get away, and Puck's just going up right now with it. <laughs> Elemental orb. So I'm going to aim for its head, I guess. And one more time, was, how much damage did you do, Puck? Six. Six. Got it. Thanks. Six. What kind of damage? Slashing? It's good question. Uh, piercing damage. Okay. Is it considered a magical weapon? No. no. It is not. Avius, what are you gonna do? Elemental orb. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurl out a uh, little orb of poison. Okay. Nice. You lean out the opening and so eighteen and throw this blob of like a balloon of green poison goes flying up, whips past you, puck, and splatters against uh, the snake, and it connects. What's the damage? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, it's a, it's a good hit. Uh, where is it at? Fifteen. All right. So my question is. To you, Avius, the most important question so far of the night, how long does the uh, supporting wind that you... Falling breeze, one minute. One minute, okay. 
because you have splatted this creature, it curls up in pain and agony and dies and immediately loses its, it's pushing against the walls, it's climbing up and starts falling down right towards you, Puck. <laughs> you, I assume, let go of your oh, thorn yeah. whip. It yes. disappears because it's magical. <laughs> the, the snake comes falling around you and goes crashing down. You're falling, but it's fall falling much faster than you are. And the snake crashes to the ground and you gently fall and land in between some coils of it. Does it land on Reswell? Uh, no. <laughs> the creature is dead. The rest of the group continues down, catching their breath. <sighs> they find Pucks standing confidently around this, this beast. <laughs> Give Avius another appreciative nod, uh, some, some, some clever spell casting. Yeah, that was great. Thank you. Initiate Jesmyn says, well done, wizard. It's proud to fight alongside you. We must give thanks to Lothian. Oh my God. Pray with me. Come on. And he's, Drag he, him he kneels down next to uh, you, Avius, and pulls you down to pray with him. Uh, unhand me. Oh, those are soft hands. <laughs> As Elmon walks Hand by, he <laughs> snatches both of them. All right. You reach the bottom of these stairs, and the breathing sound is getting heavier and heavier. This. <sighs> Any insight on what that could be? I assumed it was the snake, but. The yeah, I, I did too, but. It is not. Obviously. It is something that, again, is very voluminous. Vol vol Does it seem natural or... Voluminous. Vol vol voluminous? Voluminous. Vol mm. vol no. Yeah, voluminous. Is it? Mm -hmm. Isn't it like the, the yep. conditioner commercials? <laughs> voluminous hair? Yeah. <laughs> or that's volume of space. I don't know if it's a difference. Voluminous, I believe. I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Somebody will correct us. Oh, yeah. Please leave your suggestions in the commentary <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> Suggestion is read a dictionary. <laughs> dictionary. Buy a thesaurus. 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 Word Okay. You are walking down a corridor like many you've walked down already in this dungeon so far. So as we're going down these stairs, the ceiling just stays... No, the ceiling, the ceiling is, is angling angled well. straight with stairs. But you've not reached the bottom of this. Now you're walking down a corridor. Mm -hmm. However, this corridor becomes a little different. After you get about 20, 30, 40 feet away in the same order I had you guys, there's a crack that appears. Uh, the, the Essentially, the left wall starts to move out as you go along it. It starts to angle out slightly. So you're not in a, a rectangular corridor. It slightly starts to V, if you will just a little bit. So there's this little inch-long dark crack on the left-hand side, then it becomes foot-long, then three-foot-long, then four-feet-long. Now it's essentially you're walking on a ledge, and you're walking on like a 10-foot ledge, and then there's a 10-foot drop into darkness. And now it's a 15-foot gap, and then a 20-foot gap to the wall. It just starts opening up more and more and more. Ahead, you can see light. You can see a light of a purplish light and a blue light coming from down below. And you can't quite make out the source, but there's this swirling light ahead. The wall on the left-hand side, as you walk along this ledge now, it's a 10-foot ledge, so there's no chance of falling off. As you walk along this ledge, suddenly the left wall gives way and opens up into a huge open chamber, this massive pit, if you will. 200 feet by 200 feet of openness that drops down maybe 100, 200 feet down, and you can see this mass of swirling magic of 
black and blue colors mixing and, 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 and morphing around. Your ledge continues along and in this space, slightly lower are two chains that come out from the ceiling and drop down about 30, 40 feet down and are attached to a 30 foot tall, terrifying looking demon that is suspended by these chains. It is pale skin. It's got this weird contorted face. It's just hanging down below you in this massive space. Its joints are missing and its weird shadows just connect the joints of this pale skin. And it hangs there suspended as you guys are walking out above it on this ledge. And it senses you. Avius wants to detect magic. Okay, how do you- Just kidding. Oh. How much it's all can uh, be explained with science. Between, like, how, how far is he suspended? How far off the ground? Uh, about 100 feet. And he, as he senses you, immediately moves, levitating, flying quickly, right up towards your ledge. The chain's pulling, but giving him tons of room to come right up to. Who's the first person? Right up to? Right up to. Who's the first one? Avius? Elmon. 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 Comes right up to Elmon. And he's got these arms outstretched, this huge wide expanse. His head is about two-thirds the size of your whole body comes right up to you and it's this twisted mass of blackness and eyes of confusion and his face kind of contorts weirdly as though he's maybe in pain but he's kind of looking at you hello and he's right there and he stays there and he floats there hello you stand there in confusion and say hello you sense something. He stands there. He's not attacking. He's just standing right there. You sense something within your mind, Avius. Your Elvin Elmont, sorry. Elmont. First time tonight. Um, you sense something in your mind. You sense it wants to know your purpose here, or it wants to know your password here, something along those lines. You sense something that's trying to communicate to you, and it stares at you, hungrily awaiting something. What was on those papers? We have a glorious machine of chaos that is now silent. Um, it goes on a little bit longer, but it ends with Temple of the Rat. Um, trance, is that something that I can do while conscious? No, that's uh, just a, a rest meditative elven thing. Can I use, like, tricks from that to clear my mind to give, like, no impression of anything? To basically just be, like, blank? Sure. So I'm not doing, like, a Stay puff Marshmallow type thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's uh, second Go Hoover well. appears and <laughs> destroys you. Avius, you're second? Yes. Same thing. You're you're right there with him. It's looking at the two of you. You sense this, uh, uh, this questioning about you of your purpose or the uh, the 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 password to get by. Something along those lines. It's asking you something, but not speaking a word. I can. I I just want to push along. Okay. Elmon, keep going. 
Its face contorts and it makes a huge breathy sound that you've been hearing all this time. <sighs> and it lashes out at the two of you. Oops. Uh, it lashes <laughs> out by vomiting forth a thunderous sound, this roar. <sighs> Each of you needs to make a challenging wisdom saving throw, please. 16. 18. 18? Uh, you guys take three thunder damage each. And its chained left hand blocks your path. It's This chains are doing nothing. <laughs> blocks your path and it takes its hand and puts it in front of you. Essentially, your ledge continues on through this chamber about 100 feet and then ends in an iron door at the far side. But he blocks your path. Uh, and Puck and um, the initiate uh, Resmer there, he is on his knees praying to Lothian. Dear Lothian, save her life. Show me the life. Show me what to do. Oh my god. Get up! We gotta fight! Onam Shabai, Onam Shabai, Onam Shabai. And Puck, you also had the same sensation. It's uh, probing you, looking for an answer. Um. Looking for Temple of the Rat. It reaches out with its right hand and easily grabs you. Jesus. Slams you up against the wall and vomits its thunderous roar at you. And you need to roll disadvantage wisdom saving throw. One, I roll a natural one. <laughs> natural one, you will enjoy uh, just 10 points of thunder damage as you are just pounded against the wall. This raging breath just hammers you hard. Um, Reswin is of no use. What would the others of you like to do or convey? Um, where I, Elmon, will mentally convey that. Um, our intention is to slay the cultists that have enslaved it. Avius, you, you're okay. You don't seem okay with that, but you have no choice because you can't. You <laughs> can't hear him. I can't stop his thoughts. <laughs> All right, Avius, you see Elmon's eyes close as he's trying to communicate this thing with an elven trance. Avius, knowing Elmon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the giant left hand of this uh, horrific demon uh, pulls away from the ledge, moves near Elmon, and its face from contortion turns to a bit of a demonic grin as it speaks out loud. And it says, Chaos. And it's falls back away and uh, looks at the iron door to the left at the end of the ledge. I give Avius I told you so look. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like my brow. <laughs> <laughs> and proceed on. All right, you proceed on. Avius, you follow. Puck, you follow. And Reswin's still on his knees with his eyes closed, praying. Uh, See, I did it. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I'm all right. 
Because you need healing. Yes. I'm going to uh, uh, cure wounds on myself. Level two. Okay. Selfish. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 14. Oh, nice. Well, oh, man. someone got themselves captured. <clears throat> Fun. All right. The <laughs> three of you are at this door. Uh, check it for traps. I'll go ahead and make a dex. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Let's do an investigation roll. Ten. You sense no traps. <laughs> and the look from the DM conveys there's probably traps. Davius um, just looks for the way to open the door. There is a uh, handle there for sure. Um, and you can open it up. This please. looks to be the uh, the handle. Chink. You pull, and the door is locked. Rat. Arcane lock. Arcane unlock. Arcane unlock. <laughs> um, is there a lock? regular locking mechanism? Yeah, you can see there's a, a lock section in there. You can try to uh, lock pick it with a dagger. It's going to be really hard. Yeah, I mean, what option do we have at this point? Okay, who's going to do it? I'll try. I have the best dexterity, so right. I imagine that would be helpful. Yeah, let's do sleight of hand. Yeah. A correction, not sleight of hand. It's just going to be dexterity, um, and it's going to be uh, disadvantaged. Uh, 15. With a disadvantage? Mm-hmm. Nice. You jam your blade in there, and you start to... Uh, Pick and pick. Um, Puck, you notice, by the way, still 40 feet back as uh, Initiate Reswin on his knees, uh, still praying. I'll go back and grab him by the collar okay. and kick him in the shin. Move it! He almost hits you with his rod as you're a little goblin at eye level. And then he gets up and follows you. You have uh, picked the lock, uh, Elmon, successfully. Good job. I will... Freak it open very slowly, trepidatiously. Okay. We still have her still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, like you took some damage. Oh, yeah. That you got to roll those concentrations. Uh, yeah, we don't have... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my natural... Sorry, that was an hour ago. I don't mean to... <laughs> Walking along with concrete blocks on our feet. <laughs> How the demon was aware. Of, oh, he's, <laughs> he must be super. He's aware of it. You push on the door. It is incredibly heavy and does not want to seem to budge. Might take some group effort. Or Give me some help here, Reswin. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Reswin comes over. <laughs> <laughs> he will use you for advantage. He, the two of you, start pushing and pushing and pushing on this door and throwing your shoulders against it and throwing your shoulders and you can't seem to get anywhere and then you hear one more time a loud booming voice right behind which is terrifying chaos and this pale gray hand with black fingernails pushes the door open for you oh i give him a little thumbs up uh 
There's a big thud, and the door swings wide open. Thanks, buddy. There is screams and hollers and terrifying just gnashing and bulbousness of this guy in the chains, uh, Olgrim, who's right there. He's gone from being like 20 feet away from you and over time 15 feet away to 10 feet. Now he's about five feet and pulling on the chains. Off to your side, the last 45 minutes or so, the uh, scarred guy with the sword just keeps nonchalantly asking you, tell us what we want to know. And the thing on the chains, just getting closer and closer as the mechanism lets it close nine inches at a time. I'm not, uh, Ogram is not paying attention to the guy who's nonchalantly doing nothing, uh, but looking at this poor creature that's been approaching me. Okay. And when it gets like really close, I start to say things like, I've seen that reach before in others' eyes. I know that magic. And I start talking along those lines while I'm doing that, taking advantage of my new wounds and just biting down probably on some bit of chain or something that's still attached to okay. me uh, to try and work my way through the pain. I wrench and try to dislodge my s- almost severed foot through the bonds. Makes my butt pucker. Mm, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, this is why you're part of the group. Suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, attempting to dislodge myself to essentially buy more distance to either if I can wrench myself free, great, but it's pull myself to back away a little bit more and possibly knock this fool who's next to me a little bit closer. Um, you can try that. However, it will come at a cost and the Mm -hmm. cost is you will drop yourself down to a single hit point remaining. Okay. Because you've already taken plenty of damage. Plenty of damage. Uh, but that puts you incredibly vulnerable. So are you willing to do that? That's you ripping your bloody left foot stump trying to get it out. I will do it with a full battle cry. Okay. And I will spend my second wind to uh, to essentially garner some temporary hit points oh. and apply it to me. All right. You start yanking and yanking, and you need to make an athletics or sleight of foot roll. Uh, And I will give you advantage on this roll for your battle cry as well. Uh, This is for the the second win portion. Don't don't do that yet. Don't Don't do do that that yet? Okay. Uh, You said advantage. Advantage, either athletics or sleight of foot. Athletics or sleight of foot. Athletics will certainly be the answer to that. Calling on my string. Ah! And 21 total. Okay. You are able to rip your bloody left foot stump out from the bindings um, and dealing damage to yourself, almost going unconscious. Everything starts zeroing in. You're just seeing this crazed monster in the chains in front of you, this morphed guy, mutated dude. Uh, you almost fade to unconsciousness. You regain your uh, senses, and then you start to feel a little bit of blood, excited, boiling in you, and you can do your second wind to regain some health, adding on top of the one hit point how much more. I will do that. Rolling. I will add nine additional hit points. Whoa. Yes. 
<laughs> He's going down swinging. <laughs> you have pulled out this <clears throat> leg. However, your right leg's still attached. Your arms are still attached. You're still in a bad position. The mechanism on the left rotates again, and another ka-chunk, another nine inches, and this creature pulls taut at the chains, screaming, Aah! getting closer. And the uh, sword cultist off in the side near the mechanism just uh, laughs, seeing your efforts, and says, It won't do you any good. Tell us what we want to know, and I will end this for you. It's my blade or that mouth. <laughs> the choice is yours, dwarf. I'll tell you, but you're gonna come close. He uh, shakes his head. Um, and then kind of looks for the first time a little concerned because you've got like this vigor to your eyes now. He's been watching you get drained and drained and drained. Now there's this little bit of spark of life, even though you're totally trapped. And then this look of concern turns to glee on his face. Not glee, that's a little too weird for him, a little fancy. Uh, turns to uh, a grim smile as you hear that horrendous, voice of breath outside the giant not giant but large metal uh, door on the other side of the room starts banging on the door and the guy says or a third option for your death the beast beyond will consume everyone in this room Tell me what I want to know for it comes. And there's another banging and another banging. And then there's a click and then the door goes boom and swings wide open. And you see Elmon and some weird young priest standing in the doorway. <laughs> Elmon, you see there's this 30, maybe 40 by 40 dungeon room. There's a door on the far side. There's another weird mechanism uh, in, the, in the room. There's this crazed thing attached by chains. And as you stand there figuring out what the hell this door just opened with this giant demon, you see beyond this crazed creature is Olgrim attached, bloodied and beaten to a chair. I assume has the guard seen me? This is all just happened right now. I'm just right. giving you the visual of what you see. Um, Can I call out still? Sure, go for it. Don't touch it! I charge into the room and I'm going to act like I'm going to go into melee combat. Okay. I'm drawing my sword, charging the guy, um, the guard. Yeah, there's one guard cultist type dude who's uh, got uh, who's, who's got like just a tunic on and he's got scars on his arm. Right. My real intention is to actually just body slam him and push him into the creature. He is on the far side of the room. The creature's in the middle. Okay, so he's pretty far away. From yeah, him. yeah, yeah. There is okay. someone very close to the creature if you want to do that. Who is close? To the That's old. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do it. But wait, no. <laughs> um, in that case, um, I'm just going to take a step into the room and flourish my bow and just um, take a, a just straight up shoot shoot the guard. Okay. Everyone piles into the room, except for the giant 30-foot-tall demon behind you. Um, but everyone else piles into the Very room. Very helpful demon at that. He, he tries to wedge himself <laughs> into the door. 
I wouldn't Kick say chaos. that. <laughs> and the uh, guy with the sword just says no. As everyone charges in there, uh, Avius, you may go first. Fireball! <laughs> <laughs> and beyond what I told you, the far side of the room has a wooden door, and that door is opening up, and another cultist has joined. So there's two cultists that are now in the room. Okay. Um. And he is not drawing any weapons and is raising his hands. Raising? I, I don't think... Like ice to surrender. <laughs> oh, the gig's up. Uh, okay, um, I'm doing arc to light. Oh, what am I doing? So I see, I see Grim sitting there. Yeah. I see I this monster, twisted. and then beyond them on the other side of the room, I see two cultists. Where is our dwarf? We've got that guy. We've got this guy. We've got you guys. That's okay. our situation. Uh, okay, okay. Small door in the back, big door, giant demon behind you guy. I'm just uh, I'm gonna shoot um uh lightning what is it? Arc lightning. Arc lightning and whom? At the monster. The the weird mutated guy in the middle of the room? Yep, yep. Alright. For I'm gonna do this at level two. You still got some level two spells? I do. Twelve. Twelve points of damage. Three blasts of lightning. Four blasts of lightning. Two from each hand. Light this guy up, sizzling his poor flesh, which has already suffered enough. Uh, it just screams in continued agony, which, Olgrim, it's the same thing you've been hearing the last 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You're like, yeah. I've heard that one. Uh, and it uh, immediately turns around and starts charging uh, your way. <laughs> Gulp. <laughs> the guy with the sword, the cultist with the sword. Uh, quick, before you go yeah, into yeah. that, uh, the chained creature, when it turns away, is it close enough to reach out to, or is it still a good distance? Mostly tight. <laughs> uh, it's it's about four feet away from you at its max distance. Okay. Thank you. And now it's moving. It will be moving away from you. Um, This whole time, Ogrim's, he's not been chained. He's just been, this is discipline beating. (laughs) (laughs) The guy with the sword uh, off on the side, again, just says, no, and swipes with his sword and spends his action uh, easily separating the chain from the mechanism. The chain slides up into the wall, slides across the ceiling, and completely lets loose this mad thing. It is no longer chained and it is running full speed towards the four uh, adventurers that have just burst in. Uh, the guy with the sword is then also uh, closing in towards you, Olgram, and is going to strike you next turn. He's already done his action, but he's getting engaged with you right now. Okay. Next up I is, just, is sh- Olgram's shield biter. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't Welcome know what you're going to do, but what I'm going to do. You can um, growl as your action and as a reaction and <laughs> your move. Shut up. 
One leg. You're still bound to this chair. I know. I'm trying to work it out in my head <laughs> how the heck I'm going to do this. Still grim. So essentially what I'm doing, uh, I'm performing a parry, or rather a dodge, but the effect of it is going to be me essentially dislocating my, my arms as I tumble forward into the space, allowing my leg to go up behind me hmm. as I tumble forward. It'll dislocate, but... Think I'm essentially using this chair that I'm bound to as a shield. Okay, of sorts. it is bolted to the ground. I know. Okay. Yeah, but I'm I'm just trying to squirm out of the way of his attack. Of his attack. Okay, and, and that seems to be the craziest way to do that. All right, great. And I was gonna ask you something. I can't remember. Okay, great. Um. Reswin charges at this monster, this weird mutated oh, what guy. A brave soul. Oh, poor Reswin. <laughs> and strikes with his mighty stick of metal and gets a good hit in. Wow, for max damage and smacks it into this thing. Um, he strikes this crazed dude. Where's he at? There he is. Smacks his metal rod into the side ribs. Things start to crack, but the morphing flesh morphs around his his rod that he strikes with and removes it from his hand. And uh, Nishia Resman just kind of just steps back, just, <laughs> just lets it go. He's not going to hold on. He's not going to try and pry it free. Uh, but he did some good damage there. Um, Elmon, you're up. I. Uh, I'm like tracking between all three targets, just like 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 indecisively on who I'm gonna shoot. Um, and I am going to, and I assume that that thing would be considered a monstrosity. Yes. Okay. That is, I'm gonna hunter's mark that. All right. And then I'm going to. This is the weird mutated guy yeah, in the middle. Finally, settle in on that one as my target and shoot. With a natural one. You aim your shot carefully, fire, miss, and... And decide at the last second to shoot somebody else. And do uh, roll 1d8 plus your normal damage, half to um, the initiate who is right next to it. And half the damage? Uh Uh-huh. So it's three. Got it. That's not too much for him. Sorry! Is that his first hit? Has he been damaged before? No. Uh, all right, Elmon. The cultist in the rear who just entered this room on the other side waves his hands and waves them at the uh, obvious spellcaster in the room, Avius Catorum. Well, you know, um, Olgrim always said we don't have to win every battle. Mom <laughs> 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 always says don't throw a ball in the house. Um, you're walking past the demon again. He just thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> just He's like shrugging at you like, what? I thought you were going to go do something. He waves his hands at you, and as they are wont to do, you feel a paralysis slip across your whole body. Make a wisdom saving throw. 14. You easily resist that. You are pumped up and ready for this battle. Uh, that is ignored. Good job. Uh, Puck, you're up. So uh, between the... How many? How much distance is between the sword guy and Puck? Uh, 
the this guy right, sword here, guy right on, who's on who's on top of Olgrim. Uh, there, he's right there. He's so, like, how much is uh, between Puck and and? Oh, about twenty feet. Okay, so uh, Thorn, my Thorn Whip is going to uh, appear, and I'm gonna go after him. Okay, this whip lashes out at the guy about to strike Olgrim. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen, thirteen, thirteen on this guy. Strikes. Uh, four points of damage, and I'm going to pull him right into the beast. Whoa! Pulling him ten feet. That worked. You yank the guy away from Olgrim and pull him, and he actually just bounces into this uh, creature. And roll another D4 points of damage. Don't mess with D4. the door. D4. 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 I said another. Just a D4. Three. Three. As he screams, as some of his flesh starts to meld oh. with the creature, oh. he screams and pulls himself away and rips off some chunks of his skin. <laughs> um, and Olgrim, you're safe for the moment. Right. The creature is next, this weird mutated thing. It's got Initiate Reswin right in front of it and this cultist that's just slammed in it from behind. Let's do one to three. No, he attacks Reswin. And what he's using are some sh uh, sharpened, uh, uh, almost slightly serrated uh, growths on his forearm that his whole arms are curved. He's just slicing away um, at Uh, Reswin, and I believe he gets two attacks. Let me double check. Yes, two attacks. Swipes and swipes, misses with both as he gets knocked from behind by this cultist that you just threw into him. Good job. And <laughs> Reswin it, is so lucky, Jesus. It is a. It's an NPC. Hey, it's not, and it's not DM plot armor. I assure you, <laughs> <laughs> these, are, these are true rolls. It's the DM character that never dies. Uh, Avius, you're up. New round. Ooh. Hey. Oh, and this what? guy, I can tell you, he's casting another spell at you on his next gen. <laughs> and how far away? Uh, about 30, 40 feet. Right. And what's happening with this guy now? Uh, you don't know? He just pulled himself okay. off and cried just out in pain. Um, oh. Um, I'm going to cast web. I'm going to cast a web on... On the creature, the monster, and the cultist with the sword. And it's 20 feet? 60. No, it's 20 foot web yes. area. All right, you will have to catch either uh, Reswin or Olgram. They're on either sides within that area. Might as well do Olgram. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. You finally get rescued by your friends, only had giant webs dumped on you. Then they put like confetti put, and feathers and put a hat on you and then leave Surprise! you. Drop penises in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you drop a giant web on top of everyone. Yeah. Right, you subtract that spell slot. The sword cultist needs to make a dexterity roll to try and pry free of this web. Yep. And dexterity. Oh no! The web just wraps around him and just connects him deep into this creature. He takes mm. another 1d4 points of skin-tearing damage. He rolled a critical failure. Hey. 
Three? Yeah. He screams in pain. Uh, and he is just getting screwed here. All he wants to do is stab Olgrim with the sword <laughs> to finish the dwarf off. Why is this so hard? Uh, does he have a spell? He does have a spell. Uh, essentially, his back is being slowly melted and burned by this other, this mutated creature's back. They're back to back in the most awful, disgusting way. And he's got a sword in one hand. He reaches out with a scarred arm at you, Olgrim. He's determined if he's going down, he's taking you with him. Disadvantage. He reaches out with a spell, and you see imagery of his sword lopping off your head and can see your head toppling to the ground. You need to make a wisdom roll so the disadvantage doesn't work. It's not a um, not a range attack. No. Wisdom roll. Wisdom save throw. Wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. Right. <clears throat> I will fail that with five. Um You were low on health. And he rolled max. Eight necrotic damage. Are you down? No, oh, I'm still. Nope. Oh! How much life do you have? Two. Two left. Jeez, that was a huge spell. You just cauterized the wound. Uh, Olgrim, do you have anything you would like to do with your round? <laughs> Curse, cheer, I don't know. Curse and cheer. Uh, you can make a strength roll disadvantage to see if you can get free. It's not going to be if easy. If that's an offer, that's an offer. You've got some in- inspiration of your friends here. I will it. certainly do that. Dis- disadvantaged strength roll. Disadvantaged strength roll. Is an eight. Okay. You pull and pull, but cannot get free. And I will move. (laughs) Move zero. Move zero. (laughs) Initiate Reswind is not uh, caught in the web. He is striking. Oh, wow. And gets a hit. He rolled great last time and pretty good this time. Smashes. No, he doesn't. He lost his rod. I was going to ask you about that. He lost his rod. That's the problem. Well, he's a virgin. He's never lost his run. Um, Does he have a dagger or anything? He has spells. Oh. He steps back. He's going to disengage. He's learned a little bit about combat. He's just going to disengage. He's learning. And is going <laughs> to cast Healing Wound. On the most wounded person, not Olgrim, because he doesn't really understand what Olgrim is doing in here. Uh, who in the party behind, nearby him is? Which would be wounded. Elmon. Elmon? Elmon, you heal. Where is it? Two, three, four, five, six points of damage. Fight, brother, fight! Uh, Elmon, and then you're next. Great. Um. Jeez, choices. Um, drawing one of the Ilnoran arrows. Mm, the last of them. No. No. I will have two left two after left. this. Okay. I have three right now. Uh, I will take a steady aim upon the spellcaster. Across the room. Across the room. Who is uninjured, correct? Correct. And will hopefully become injured. Uh, yeah, so that's a 22. It's five points of damage. You just did five points of damage? Yeah, I did my minimum. Bare minimum. All right. No, 
I'm sorry, plus three. Three was the arrow. The Il- Ilmorin arrow, so um, eight. eight. That's eight a little more yeah. in the Ilmon range. All right, you shoot an arrow into him. Now everything in the room's injured, so. It's <laughs> bonus for you. Colossus damage, here I come. Uh, it is his turn, the guy who just got shot with an arrow, the uh, cultist, cultist fanatic, by the way, in the back of the room. He is casting a spell, I believe I already called out against Avius. I need to look at his spells. There they are. He is going to do some... Fire starts to erupt around you, Avius, and you try to dodge out of the way, make a dexterity saving throw. As a black flame. Five. Hits you for one whole point of necrotic damage. <laughs> what would have a saving throw? <laughs> it was throw a little flicker. Done. He didn't, one point he didn't of damage. do so well. Probably. Did not right. do so well. All right. That was really anticlimactic for him. <laughs> that was not good. Um, he is going to... He's going to stay there. All right, Puck, you're up. Uh, I'm going to cast Ice Knife at the monstrosity. Your exploding Ice Knife. Mm-hmm. Go for it. A nine. Nine. You throw the Ice Knife, and it uh, moves easily out of that way. Ice misses. <clears throat> uh, hit or miss, though. The shard then explodes. Uh, the target and each creature within five feet. Uh, take, uh, has to succeed a dexterity throw, dexterity okay. saving throw. Disadvantaged, probably. They're in the web. Uh, what does it say for the web? Attack, well, attack rolls and saving throws? So they are strained. Attack rolls against the creature, um, have... Attack saving. rolls against the creature have advantage. So roll your die again for this initial hit. Okay. Fuck, roll again. Uh, it'd be 16. Okay, so you did hit him with the initial hit. Keep reading, uh, Avius. Um, and then the the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't say anything. Another saving throws. Okay, so you did hit him with the initial hit. What was uh-huh. the damage? Uh, eight. Okay, and then uh, they're making dexterity saving throw. Yes, sir. To avoid the exploding ice. Mm-hmm. All right, he failed as well. So he got hit by the initial big shard and then explosion. What's the damage on the what explosion? What about the guy that's attached? I'll, I'll check oh, that. Okay. What's the damage on the explosion? Oh, 12. My God. Max God. damage. 12 more. 12 damage. Nice. Yeah. We needed that. You throw this giant lance of ice goes flying through the room. Twice the size of, uh, of himself. Yeah. <laughs> it goes flying through. It pierces through this weird morphing mutated creature. I like to call a, 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 a Gumby zombie. And it goes <laughs> right through him and goes through the weird sword cultist who's been melded onto its back. It pierces through him. Then it explodes. The weird mutated creature takes a heck of a lot of damage. Uh, screams even more in pain, is still alive, but the swordsman behind it drops his blade and hangs there limply attached to the back of this creature. There's <laughs> nice. more of his flesh is being added to fashion. it. Oh, just terrible. Wow. The creature is now going. It has to deal with a web situation, right? Yep. Oh, man. This, this is an important role for it. This is its first role, I believe. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. It has no bonus to dexterity. 17. Well, it's a... S- yeah, dexterity. It's... No, ter- it's strength to break out, but... That was his first one. It was his first, first one. one. So it is oh. able to step away gotcha. and out of the way. Copy of the, that. And it's moving, dragging this dude with it. And it's charging after um, the initiate. Charges up to him and slices twice at him. That is a hit and a miss. And I'm tracking his damage. Slices at him with these weird arms serrated edges and hits him for seven points of slashing damage. Ah, cries out the young priest. It is a new round. Avius, you're up. How, how bloody is um, Reswin? He's uh, above half still. Okay. Um, do I have any any sense of how damaged this monstrosity is? Uh, it's, it's extremely hard to judge, but I can tell you this. Uh, actually, make an arcana roll, and I'll tell you this. <laughs> no. <laughs> 21. Ooh. You can immediately identify that it is uh, not looking so good and is now gaining plenty of health as its body is feeding off of the corpse dangling off of its back. Way to go, Puck. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want to do, Avius? It's essentially there's this back line of you guys who come into the room. It's Elmon, uh, the Initiate, Avius, and Puck are all side by side, and this creature's run right up to the young priest as attack. Um, I'm going to do... Ah, damn. Make a choice. I'm going to do arc lightning. Okay. Point blank arc lightning. Uh, second level. Four. 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 How many second levels do you have? This is my last one. Oh, nice. Last one. So... Uh, Ten. Ten. Um, Are you adding one for each? Yeah. And I'll do that. We've done that. Lightning lashes out, and um, how do you want this guy to die? He's all yours. <gasps> <laughs> I want I want lightning to just like it's shooting through all of the bits and pieces of his body, oh. and it's just like popping and melting, and and. It looks like it looks like pop rocks. <laughs> oh, nasty! Nice. Just like this gummy, sizzly, popping, cherry oh, flavored. <laughs> and now I'm nauseous. <laughs> awesome. I'm so getting pop rocks after this. Uh, Olgrim, gummy zombie. Olgrim, you're up. I. Uh, Olgrim cheers. Hooray! Hooray! I'm covered under a mass of webs. I have no idea what's going on. I will try to tear myself free. Okay. With Make a strength s- roll. Disadvantage. Oh. Disadvantage strength roll. Come on, Morpheus. <laughs> 19. <laughs> you rolled a 19 and a 19? A, a 16, 16, 16. And with my three, wow. 19 and 19. You do a Mel Gibson overly dramatic dislocation of the shoulder from Lethal Weapon 1, 2, and I think 5. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and you dislocate. You are able to maneuver your arms out and underneath you, which is really hard for a stocky, short-armed dwarf and are able to get your arms out from beneath you and tear your leg free. Your arms are still bound, 
but your leg and your stump are now free. Your movement, by the way, is halved, and your permanent movement is reduced by five. Okay. So minus by five, then have it. So I think you're down to 10 feet per movement right now. Right. Uh, but that was your action. You you are now mobile, I say in quotes. <laughs> you are off the chair. You have a move, a small move, and a bonus action if you need it. So I have, so which, which limb of mine is still attached? None. You have oh, your arms free. bound. They're oh, now in my front of you. You've able to get them out from underneath. They're in front of you. And you ripped your uh, your good leg out from the chair. You're I'm free trying to, to charge through the web to grab the closest weapon, which is the sword that has fallen. It's a dex roll. It's a dex roll. 13. Well, am I at disadvantage no, or anything? We'll no, not fun. yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Soon to be. Uh, You're stuck. That's a 10? 10 total. You finally get out of the chair oh, and oh. fall right into the web and are caught in the web. My stump! <laughs> you are just screwed one way or the other. Initiate Reswin is going to cast the most hurt person in the party nearby other than Olgrim. Who's that? Uh, that is Puck. Uh, Puck and Avius are tied. Uh, it will be Avius. <laughs> With 26. Yeah, I mean. The, the non-goblin. <laughs> Nine, ten points of health to Avius. He says, heal, my friend. We must fight and give thanks to Lothian. He looks at you waiting for you to give thanks. Uh, Later, but we have a fight. He looks disappointed. Elmon. Uh, Hunter's Mark transfers. As your bonus? Yeah. I blink twice at the cultist. And is um, it with the arms crossed? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so this um, is the last cultist, the spellcaster in the back of the room, and he's injured. Oh yeah. And I am um, taking careful aim, aiming for his head, rolling a nineteen. That's a hit. And he will take eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, eighteen points of damage. Whoa! Wow. Your arrow <laughs> flies straight and true. You do not hit him in the head. You do, however, hit him in the left lung. He I'll is, take it. He's still alive. He's still fighting, but now he is making a horrible, loud gasp. <laughs> <gasps> Noise. You hit him in the leftmost parent. Right. <laughs> um, and it is his turn. He will gasp. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> As I choke. He drops to one knee, gasping, reaches out his hand like a Darth Vader choke and uh, uh, puts that hand towards you, Elmon. And you feel your bow and arms and hands start to seize up, make a wisdom saving throw. And hold on one sec. This is not charm. Okay. Wisdom, you said? Wisdom. Six. You are now paralyzed. You are uh, you don't fall down or anything, but you're now staying perfectly just frozen. You're frozen with this smirk <laughs> of awesomeness uh-huh. on your face because you just hit him. That's a little mockery for this poor guy. Uh, Puck, you're next. So he, is he within 30 feet? Grab him with your whip and pull him into Olga. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> well, I was thinking about uh, pulling him into the web. Yeah, you just need to step forward a little bit. Okay, let's do that. And then uh, thorn, thorn, thorn whip. Okay. 
a 11. You miss. You lash out across the room with this magic thorn whip and fail. New round, Avius. Um, Avius is going to use... This cultist, by the way, seeing he's vastly outnumbered, is rising to his feet and is still going to charge right towards you guys as best he can. Firebolt. Fucking fanatics, man. <laughs> it's not cultist mostly committed on the weekends. Right. It's cultist fanatic. <laughs> Weekend wear. <laughs> can I roll this after a roll? Mm-hmm. No. Or I have to do it at the same time? So I miss. Because I rolled, well, I rolled an eight. I assume that's a miss. Avius misses. Yep. Olgrim, you are uh, rolling around in webbery. Uh, Avius, you can cancel this web anytime, by the way, if you want. It's true. You're going to make me roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh, I'm just focused on this glinting sword that I am charging towards right now. Uh, make a, uh, you're spending your action to make a strength roll, right? Is that yes. how web, web is? Okay. Strength roll. Strength. Strength check. <laughs> Ten. Versus the normal DC, so DC that's that's fail. You pull and pull. You're just too exhausted after too your exhausted. torture. Cannot do it. Uh, just lie still. Oh, ah. Reswin <laughs> is going to enter. The web. The web. I rolled another twenty with him in the web. Oh wow. He just bounces over gaily, <laughs> and gets to your side. Um, Olgrim. This doesn't believe in web. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in sorcery. Uh, what's uh, Cure Wounds level one is one die. One die on one D8. Heals you, Olgrim, eight wounds. Nice. Oh, says, Rise, my new friend. Wait, st- while you're down there, let's pray together. <laughs> you're That's already not, in a pious already, position. I'm already standing. What are you doing? That's not what I say when I say while you're down there. Uh, he is um, some guy you've never seen before. Apparently, is a friend of the group, and oh, he's the new dwarf replacing you. <laughs> I just now sulk. it's awkward. <laughs> uh, he, so, uh, so, so you're still alive. You're in the, you're in the front. <laughs> Really? He <laughs> gets pissed off. Sits back down in the chair. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to be saved. But I you are back up. <laughs> you are healed. And Elmon, you may go. Uh, I'm paralyzed. Uh, your turn ends. You may make a wisdom saving throw. Five. You are continued to be paralyzed. Technically six. I rather imagine that doesn't. That's no good. <laughs> Technically, still paralyzed. <laughs> hmm. um, but you look great. You're like action. Pose. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm ready to go. As soon as I'm not paralyzed anymore, that arrow's going. <laughs> Don't stand in front of that statue. That's all. You know, when we get out of this dungeon, we'll make a bust of you that looks just like that. <laughs> I blink. <laughs> the last cultist in the back of the room waves his hands and a actually he's going to move no there's what what hindered him I thought there's something hindered him the a long arrow shot shot hindered him he is still able to move he moves up to Olgrim the edge of this web this this cultist moves. I can still turn about yeah you can still, can still okay. turn out a little bit but he's going to gain advantage on any attacks 
He does not attack. He raises up his hand and a black ghostly scythe appears in the air above him and that comes down to attack you with advantage because you're caught in the web with a pretty good roll of 18 versus your loincloth loincloth armor class. Which is still improved. 11. Um, Still pretty low. Um, So you get hit or some damage by the Scything Blade. It is necrotic damage. You are healed. Healed? Sorry, not healed. Woo! Harmed for six, I'm sorry, five points of necrotic damage. Using, Using the manacles, I parry <laughs> the attack. <laughs> okay. Yes. I go for it. Ching. I block all damage oh! with my hands. Throw up your manacled hands, parry, and free your hands. Whoa! I love How's it. that for cool? Thank nice. you. <laughs> he, he's like, what? <laughs> uh, Puck, you bring up the rear with the around. What do you want to do? Uh, thorn whip. Trying to thorn whip this guy again. Uh, 16. Stri- strikes. Three damage. He is still alive. And I'm pulling him into that web. He stumbles, he trips, he gets pulled past you, Olgrim, and uh, is caught into this web he was trying to avoid. Nice. New I'm guessing round. that doesn't provoke an opportunity attack. No, not force movement. <laughs> not force movement. Um, Avius is going to firebolt. With inspiration. Oh. What's the base? Oh, and is, Olgrim, gain yourself an inspiration for getting free and everything's cool. Is it going to hurt Olgrim? Yes. <laughs> no. It's Am I playing in gasoline? It's a single okay. target. Five foot area. No, I know, but I, and Ooh, last time you me. hit that web. Oh, fire. yeah. Um, 11 for the hit. Here's a miss. Goes flying wide. Misses. I'm so inspired. <laughs> I'm inspired for a nap. <laughs> Olgrim, it's your turn. Oh. Um, feeling energized and charging yet again through to try to break out of this web. Oh, yeah. And make Strength it to roll. Yep. Or um, you can do battle because you are right next to, you're engaged with a guy, this cultist. It's true, but I don't, I, I'm keenly going after. Yeah. You both be disadvantaged. You both be disadvantaged. I'm going for the uh, the weapon. Okay. Uh, so breaking free of the web so that I can make some movement with inspiration. <clears throat> Ten again, but I got a max roll on the inspiration. What's your total? <laughs> ten. Oh. I had so a ten, a ten, and another ten. That's no good. All right. <clears throat> All right. Uh, this web. Great web, Avius. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on it. Reswin is starting his round in the web, and this time he critically fumbles. Uh, and he is just on the ground, rolling around in this web. <laughs> ah, what is this magic? Uh, Elmon. I believe. <laughs> All right, wisdom saving throw. 13. That's going to be close. Let me check. Elmon, you are facing paralysis. You cannot get free. At the end of your round, you try to shake it off, and he has a spell save, and you... Gain motion back to your body. Your turn is over, but you are no longer paralyzed. Man, and the arrow stunk. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it just slips out as uh, he unthaws. Uh, he can go now, this, uh, cultist. this cultist. 
He is going to do a dark flame upon you, Olgrim, and he's going to try and do the flame trick on the web that you're trying to do Ooh. on him. <laughs> he's going to do on you, Olgrim. Uh, he's casting... Is the casting at disadvantage because I'm so close to him? Uh, he, let me check the type of spell real fast. There it is. Trying to meta too much. I just no, no, no. Um, now you're making a dexterity save. It's one of those almost auto hit type things. So you need to make a dexterity save, but you're not uh, hindered. Okay. Because you're not moving far. <laughs> Fail. Fail. Eight. And I'm assuming I found. You, yeah, you are hit seven oh. points of can't bury that flaming, ne- <clears throat> flaming necrotic damage. Three beard, huh? <laughs> and the web around you lights up in a black fire. Cool. Not good. Not good. You're gonna take some damage next. Yeah, time. I know. Um, puck with my last. Spell slot. I'm gonna do level two cure wounds on Olgrim. Uh, you've got to traverse the web to do that. Oh, that's right. I gotta touch him. You've got other healing options. Fuck healing word. You. You've got. Yeah. Um, I don't. Uh, your balm of the summer court. Oh. Oh god. I don't. I don't have another healing option. Okay. So what do you want to do? So I'm going to. Thorn whip this guy again. Or charge through the web. No? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Self-sacrifice only goes so far. <laughs> yeah, if he, if he gets knocked down, I can bring him back up. Uh, I am not going to hit with a nine, though. <laughs> All right, so you swing that lash again. You catch nothing but web around him and slice it apart. I would apart. like this to finish off, I would love for him to last until my, my turn. It is Avius's turn. Avius is going to cast Firebolt again. Okay. Oh my gosh. Another miss? Nine. Goes flying wide. And that would have been a great hit. Could have been a good bit of damage. Initiate Reswin is contending with this web and cannot move. And is going to pick three folks. He is going to pick Olgrim, Puck, and Elmon. Yeah. And you now, guys, receive the opposite of a curse. You are now blessed with a D4 to all attack and saving throws. (laughs) Be blessed, my brothers. Take down the scourge. It is Olgrim's Mm. turn. Olgrim, you have been blessed by Reswin, and you are... Like kneeling in webs side by side next to this cultist. Uh, he's looking pretty bad. You're looking pretty bad. And right now, black flame is licking up around you. And I believe it's a 2d4 points of fire damage. Uh, I'll let you roll it. This could be trouble. All right. Yeah, 2d4. 2d4. I need the lowest possible. <laughs> no, it's not an attacker saving throw. Only time I want two ones. <laughs> Here we go! Uh, one and a three. Four points of damage. Four points of damage. Negative you down. Puts him down. I am unconscious. Probably not for the first time of the day, really. <laughs> I know. I can't. 
You guys suck at this. Elmon <laughs> uh, is up next. Uh, and by the way, as you see Olgrim drop, this guy uh, is going to be doing fire again at Olgrim and is going to have his scythe come down at Olgrim right after you're done, Elmon. I am so sick of freaking cultists. Uh, that's going to be... What are you doing? What's your action? Oh, I am sorry. I am shooting an arrow. Okay. <clears throat> um, 12. 12 at this guy? No, I'm sorry. 14. 14. 12 does not succeed. A 14, however, does succeed. Your arrow flies and strikes him. And probably punctures his other lung, because that was 17 points of damage. Ooh. Uh, how would you like to kill this guy? Um... As the flames are beginning to lick up around his feet and he's just looking down, starting to panic, uh, unbeknownst to him, a uh, arrow sprouts from his neck, um, oh, blood splattering all over Grim. Um, <laughs> Putting out the fire. Listen, um, the wall, everything dead that's been around him for a while, just Sprouting everywhere, and then flame licks up and just chars him as he's standing there, just completely oblivious because he's dead. And his mother disowns him. <laughs> <laughs> he loses his property. Okay, uh, he is uh, dead. The web spell dissipates, and uh, what would you guys like to do? Uh, Puck rushes up to uh, Olgrim and... Uh, uh, Your last spell? Cure wounds, yeah. Level one? For uh, uh, fourteen points of damage. Uh, <laughs> fourteen points of healing. And you're dead. Two d eight. Yeah, this is on second level. It's two d. I was rolling sixes for my guy's heals. It was one d eight. Oh, they're d eights. Oh, right. At least he's new. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's still learning. <laughs> he's still learning. Fresh all right, you much. heal Olgrim, and Olgrim, you rise back up, blinking your eyes. You see, this is not an unusual sight to see Puck's hands on you as you wake up. Yeah. Um, and Puck gives him you're a at level two exhaustion, by the way. Two. So oh. your movement is now quartered. Which from 10 is now two, because you want me to go down? Uh, your, your permanent move is now 20. Because you've got this bloody stump and just trauma, temporarily it's cut in half to 10. And now that you're exhausted level two, it's cut in half to a five. So if you do a full out move move, you can go 10 feet. Okay. <laughs> you're really slow. Uh, as as uh, Olgram rises, Puck just gives him the biggest, greatest hug he's ever given. <laughs> oh, easy, easy then. I'm going unconscious. I gotta take one of these six. Puck, I'm gonna be stumped. <laughs> Elmon gets I'm, I'm so happy to see you. Oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm alive. <laughs> Where did you all come from? Who's this? Not pointing it out. So why didn't you just break out of this earlier like that? It's biting my time. <laughs> Where'd this web come from? <laughs> I am Initiate Reswin. A pleasure to meet you. I am here to rescue you. This is my first adventure. I, 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 I see that. He's been surprisingly helpful. Oh, is that so? Yeah. I mean, not dwarf helpful. But. A single word gets you guys moving in some speed in some direction of chaos. <laughs> but right now we gotta go. <laughs> and, and, and that's I've not. I've been hitting that a lot lately. <laughs> Let's not go back that way. Doing a quick search of the bodies. Okay. Oh, and I'm 
taking up the uh, sword that was being used on me. Yeah, there is no sign of your uh, equipment, uh, but you do have a sword. And as you grab it and rise it up, there's this little thing of light that trails along it and disappears off the edge. Um, Feels nice. Can we get a confirmation on something? Sure. That detect magic staff, Uh that's three times per day, correct? Okay. But infinite charges just three times. Uh, Recharge at the end of every long rest. Okay. Sure, I'll detect magic. Okay. Uh, you use the staff and boom, it turns a uh, dull blue light emanates out from it. And I know that means... It has detected magic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's help pull in you with it. <laughs> Are yes. you sure you're using it right? Is it turned on? <laughs> you gotta shake it. Ask me tomorrow. It did come with instructions. <laughs> It's a magic eight ball. <laughs> Ask that me tomorrow. Does not look good. <sighs> uh, you, there's not. Uh, there's only this one last cultist you want to check because the other cultist got melded and it's just this. Yeah, this we're big, gonna leave him alone. This big bubbling <laughs> flesh ball. Pop rocks. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other cultist uh, does not have anything of interest on. Uh, I do kneel closer to the the other the melded guy, the one that had been torturing me for oh. a while. Yes. Probably mentioning just not terribly close, but just like, you know, I wouldn't have witched this on you and turn away quietly and march on out. You guys leave this room and head through a small door where that uh, fanatic cultist had come from. Inside is a small private room, pretty cramped. You've entered a small private room. It stands out from the rest of this dungeon by how normal uh, it looks. It has a comfortable looking bed crowded in with the rest of the furniture, a tall bookcase, a small desk with papers across it, and a chest of drawers. The room's lit by a lantern that has a light spell coming out of it, so it's not normal lantern light, but it's a nice magic light. There's another door off to the side of this room. And be on that door, you can hear some magical energy lightly pulsing. Don't know how to describe it other than that. It's just this like a magical transformer. Yes. Can we can we check the <laughs> that room for any anything of note or value? What do you want to check? Give me the, the desk and the papers on it. Make an investigation roll. A thirteen. Yeah, you can start to find some different papers. They show a bunch of basic logistical style notes um, about uh, three people here on Thursday type of a thing and enough ale on this day. Then the logistical stuff kind of descends into mad scribblings. You see food counts followed by writings of pain and violence, scribbled crazy nonsense mixed with a few drops of blood, just weird mad writings. The writings kind of repel you at its core, um, but there is something of note within the words. Make a wisdom saving throw as the writing repels you. Uh, 13, uh, 12, excuse me. 12, you take three points of psychic damage. However, you are able to read deeper within some of these notes, turn another page, try and not lose yourself in these mad documents. And you find some plans, hard to read plans, but you pull the plans together from separate pages and you guess by the date and the names, again, mixed with 
crazy weird cryptic writings that this group was determined to spread the barrel of howlet dust that you guys accidentally stole. Um, they were determined to spread that barrel of howlet dust at the Port Vale celebration in the next uh, week or so that's going to be held here in town. Their goal is to get the dust into people that we're going to be celebrating. You know you have in some way prevented something horrible from occurring. Anything in the desk? Uh, no. Uh, no. What else is in the room? Um, let's see. Door out, bed, chest of drawers, bookcase. Closet or whatever. The magic. That's the door, a small side oh. door out. Avius, why don't you take a look at the bookcase and I'll check out the, uh, uh chest of drawers. Um, okay. And so Avius kind of looks through the bookcase. Okay. I'm just through the... Make an investigation roll. Ten. That is exactly what you needed. <laughs> investigation ten. Uh, you see two... Wait, one, two. You see, I think you see four things with that, Ted. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Uh, you see a bunch of nondescript books that are of any interest. Uh, one book that might be of value is titled A Compendium of Divinity by Margrand the Unequaled. Compendium. <laughs> of Divinity. Um, you think it might be worth some money. And you can take that. Okay. You also see there are two spell scrolls here. You may quickly make an Arcanum 10. Elmon, searching through the chest of drawers, you find nothing but clothes, but they're kind of nice. In particular, there's one pair of nice-looking trousers that might fit you. Ooh. They look like fancy. pretty nice, pretty stylish. Fifteen. Fifteen Arcana, you are able to immediately discern the two spells. One is Earth Armor, so yeah. you can cast that off the scroll, and it does not take a slot. Oh, I see. And there's the Burning Hand spell. Oh. You can also cast it use the spell and not use a slot, or you can spend a couple hours and some gold to include it in your spell book. And the one last thing you find is you're all done and excited, like, oh, you turn around with your investigation 10, you uh, slightly nudge the bookcase and see there is a secret set of very steep stairs, stone stairs that are hidden behind it. Well, it appears this bookcase is more than a bookcase. Uh, come look. It's an armoire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more mysterious Says stairs. Olgrim, <laughs> the verbose. The verbose. <laughs> um, uh, there's a staircase that goes somewhere. I could use a cracker first, though. Yeah, I think we need to try and find our way out. Should we should we look behind the the door with the noise behind it? Elmon's <laughs> <laughs> not sure. How's that worked out for us so far? <sighs> We're all alive. Ereswin says, "If if there's evil behind it, we must confront it." I have one spell remaining. I will save us. 
It's to write a note, but... What do you suppose we... No, there's only one entrance, like, as far as we know, down into this area that we've come into, and it's through the seamstress... Correct. Shop. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have to find an alternate exit. Why? Uh, I don't know. Puck is not demon? going to go past that demon again. He got the <laughs> shit kicked out of him. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my lord! Says Reswin as he opens the door, not waiting for anyone. <laughs> Reswin! Stop! What is this? I look in. You peek over the shoulder, you see a really uh, medium-sized closet or really small room uh, just beyond and some crazy magic-type contraption inside but you can't get a good look avius come take a look at this it seems magical reswin steps aside and you look inside um there's this small second eight by eight foot room it's covered in metal plates all around it um and inside are three stone pedestals in this room standing up And on top of two of the pedestals are two small pyramids that slowly rotate around. On the third pedestal, there's a pyramid that's resting and not moving. And between the two pyramids are small little ghostly chain-like necklace that meet in the middle. And then below where the three are, there's a weird uh, swirling maelstrom of a purple and blue mixing magic. I don't know what this is, but I don't think it's any good. Here, come, come. Let's leave this room. You guys leave. I shut the door. Door's closed. I cast Arcane Lock. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. Reswin says, no, we must. And he starts pulling on the door. Defeat! There's... What? It's locked. Let's find the key. I don't know if I can. And off he goes. I already used. Yeah, I, I think, I think you're I all done. Never mind. All I right. Cast you just keep him from going in. What's your plan? So there's only, in this room, other than the way we went, there's only the stairs, right? Stairs up or back the way you came? Stairs up, it yeah. is. Yeah. Puck starts going towards the stairs. You guys take stairs up. They go up quite some distance. Very narrow. It's very um, claustrophobic. Those of you weapon wielders, like sword and bow wielders, there's just no room to fight. It's just really tight and cramped. And after a while, you get out to the uh, top. I'll be in the lead. Okay. You get out to the top uh, and come out a, a bottom of a basement which you find is a shop. What kind? <laughs> it is a clothing shop, not a seamstress shop. It is a clothing shop that sells clothes. And there's just a whole bunch of uh, just storage stuff that a clothing, sh- clothing shop might have in the basement. You step out into the shop. It's like three in the morning, so it's all dark and closed down. You can walk out the front door after unlocking it. And you guys are out in the fresh air of the city of Tallis with Olgrim being quite grateful to be out of that dank dungeon. What's the name of the shop? Uh, I will look that up. And I don't have that name right here. I'll look it up in a bit. Okay. It's one of those things that doesn't have a name, but it has a... We uh, never found Olgrim's gear, right? Correct. We've, Damn, I'm going back. No, I mean, <laughs> we're going to have to go back down here. Yeah, to figure out 
what else is going yeah. on. And we'll get Olgrim's gear, but we need to rest. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, Olgrim, what do you want to say as you finally get free of all this? Uh, it's probably as we're going. I probably, even though I'm injured and crippled thus, uh, uh, pick up Puck and carry him on my shoulder. I've always got me lucky goblin. <laughs> and I've got my lucky dwarf back. And charge off to the middle hawks. Middle hawks. We limp off to the middle. Limp off. All right. Let's stop there for tonight. Thank you to Christopher, Chris, Seth, and Tim. And thanks to you, our listeners, for joining us on our adventures. All music has been officially licensed. And if you're interested in the sound effects you heard, check out the great sounds at sirenscape.com. The heroes cut a violent path through the cultists. A terrible demon was found chained beneath the city and beaten and tortured. Olgrim is free of the dungeon and back home safe. The party must decide what will they do with these alchemical ingredients that the cult is after. Will they finally track down the Grey Ascent? And what will they do about this demon below the streets? Join us on the next episode of The Inglorious Bards. <laughs>